welcome. Oh, Brad, hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Are you okay, Bubba? I heard you <laughs> had a little accident. Yeah, I'm okay. Bang, bang the noggin a little bit. Got a couple stitches. I'm fine. Oh, rough. Well, at least we tell the story in the podcast with Ian about what happened to you. Very scary stuff, mm, Brad. I'm it's sorry. Okay. You need Where these things to happen every so often to keep you on your toes, you know? I guess that's true. Can I tell you a funny quick story about me and a, a biker once? Yeah. So I was in Munster, Germany, uh, which is actually maybe one of my, maybe my favorite city in Germany. Would it's you say Munster? Munster. Yeah. <laughs> Not Munster cheese, you know? Um, and, you know, they're, they use bikes to, you know, actually get places there. It's right. like uh, they're commuters, they're bike commuters, you know? So if you wind up in like the bike lane there, they, you know, they're bound to fuck you up. Like, <laughs> you know, they ring their bells, they yell, they get pretty mad. Right. And uh, I'm walking around. I think I'm a little disoriented and I wound up in the bike lane. And here comes young German <laughs> barreling down at me on his bike. <laughs> you know, ringing his fucking bell and I have nowhere to go. Like I fucked up and he didn't see me and we were about to crash. And for some reason, my instinct (laughs) was to grab him. (laughs) So like me and him collide. And two seconds later, I'm just holding this guy (laughs) with his feet off the ground, like holding this man and his bike ghost rides away, like, like maybe 20 feet. And we just have this like super awkward, like we look at each other. I like place him down and was just like, "Uh, okay, okay. And he just walks away, grabs his bike and that was it. You didn't plant a kiss on his cheek. <laughs> I should. I should have. I mean, it was so smooth. It wasn't. I didn't mean to be smooth. I think it was just like, you know, it's like that instinct uh, when you put your arm up to somebody when you like press on your brakes. Yeah, you know, just like oh, you know, and you didn't just, want him to fall and hurt himself. I no, get it. I totally get it. But but yeah, quickly I did. Uh, I did hold hold a young German man in my arms it's, and and potentially saved him. Yeah. So thing, Benny. <laughs> yeah. So this, to be clear, you know, to anyone who's a going off track fan, you will notice that we had some gaps in uh, in our weeks and our releases. And part of the reason was we had recorded an episode uh, with Ian Perkins, about a two hour long episode with yeah. <laughs> a lot of great references to Forrest Gump, and actually mostly about Forrest Gump, and uh, and we lost it. Um, yes. it went away. I'm not going to ask what happened. I blame you. Um, <laughs> you know, since you're the engineer, even if it's a computer problem, I mean, still your problem. It's true. Um, <laughs> I take responsibility and I'm not even really sure what happened. So, yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, but that's, what's crazy, right? Is there is this phantom thing that happened to our track and Ian and I had happened to tell a story well, it was Ian's story, but I made him tell it of a, a supernatural context. And I'm pretty sure that we angered the spirits yeah. uh, in, a, in a hill in England. And they're the ones who seized this episode from us. It's the so, only thing that makes sense because honestly, is. the technical glitch that happened was completely... It, it's not like anything that's ever happened to me before. Yeah. So, so you will hear a reference... 
uh, various times in this episode about the last episode or the last show. And it is referring to us doing this a few weeks ago. But I made it a a point to give it a little time so no one was upset. (laughs) And also, I asked none of the same questions. Like, it's literally... a completely fresh two-hour conversation. Do you know what I just? Much. You know what I just realized, though. Uh oh, what? Just talking about this again is that it was a ghost track. That was what was so weird about <sighs> it was that when we finished recording, oh. I had everybody's tracks, and all the software told me that I had everybody's tracks, oh. and said that they were complete, and said that they were all the same length. But when it, when I whenever I tried to download his track, it was just a tiny glitch, like a half second long, oh, and it man. was a tiny file. Oh. It was a ghost track. Brad, I just got the goosey bumps. Oh shit! I got and the just goosey now, bumps. I mean, we talked about this in the podcast. I just now realized that it it was a ghost track, dude. Oh. You know, it's late, Brad. <laughs> I had a late iced coffee to do this interview. Uh, this this. Tonight could be a journey for me now. It could. I might go to... Sorry. You might not... You'll be hitting me up for social media posting tomorrow, and you'll be like, what? Benny, what is this about the elephant god of many tusks? (laughs) If you dig the going off track, do all the normal shit that people ask you to do with the five stars and the sexy uh, oily reviews. And uh, we have a Patreon, too. With uh, some stuff on it and a weekly uh, fireside chat that we all hang out on. So if you dig the episode, help us out. If you don't, it's fine. You know, (laughs) it's really just it's fine to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just go about like we talked about in this interview at the end, you know, focus on in group love rather than out group hate. Well, this time we won't talk about cursed fucking places in England. Slow down. Yeah, we already decided, Brad, that... Oh, really? That was the deal? Yeah, we're pretty sure that the whole session got basically taken... Taken from us. ...by the spirits. Yeah. So, I mean, you should know, Brad, that, like, you know, I can say this from very personal experience, that Ian here is pretty spooked by the supernatural, you know, like I, I got. Are we, that are we just going time. straight in? Are we like boom? We're in. This is oh. the music's faded, and this is how you never know. Starts. The trick is you'll never know, Ian. You'll <laughs> never know until you listen back. To I it. didn't know on the cursed episode. I did not know, and I was doing a lot of stupid things at the beginning of that. And I was I, honestly, I was like, it's kind of cool that it got it didn't see the light of day because I was. I think we I were know. singing harmonies. I think there was a lot of. <laughs> I mean, we did so talk about good. we it did talk so about good. chopping wood for like the first twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it neither was, of us can sing. It was good. It was a great. It was a but great. Listen, episode. Ian here. <laughs> like, and I thought the, the first time I was in New Orleans with Ian, I like thought he was kidding. And mm. you know, and then after a little bit and a little prying, I'm like, wait, Ian's actually freaked out. Right. And, and, you know, not by the fact that like you're sitting in New Orleans, the voodoo is going to take you over. But I, you know, I guess Ian's pretty superstitious. 
yeah. and, you know, basically doesn't want to tempt the, the voodoo, you know, you don't want to tickle the other side if you don't have to. No. So we've determined, Brad, you know, now that we're in here and I'm sure we're going to talk about it in the intro that we, we did do an interview. It went away, but <laughs> Ian and I are fairly certain at this point that uh, the tales we were telling towards the end of the last episode, the supernatural tales, the hair raising tales of yeah. Ian's childhood. Yeah. Uh, we're pretty sure conjuring those spirits brought some ghosts into the wires, some ghosts in the machine, and took our interview from us. So we are committed to not telling that story this time, correct, Ian? Yeah, I think, I think I don't know. I, I think we messed with some things that we shouldn't have messed with. So what, what do, do we think? do? Like, what, how do we... Aren't you supposed to pay tribute or something now to the spirits? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I just don't mess with anything if I don't understand about it. I don't. My brain is fried, so I don't understand a lot of things. <laughs> so I don't really mess with much. Well, well what definitely. I'm saying is, by default, you've already messed with it. Yeah, so now, but we didn't now, tell the story. We didn't tell the story. Do? Yeah, that's true. Right. I don't know. It was maybe the, it was, we, <laughs> we've talked too much about it already. We cursed ourselves. No, we haven't said the name. We don't. No one knows what we're talking. They about. don't know the deets. Yeah, <laughs> this is part of our pregame plan. You got to understand, Brad. Like we got to come in. <laughs> Ian and I are just these nice, big, you know, talkative guys. We want to be mysterious at least once in our lives. You know? Yeah. Are we blowing it though? I do, I, you know. I well, you know what the what you're the problem now is that you know we're in full Mercury retrograde, right? So like anything's possible. That's fine. I'll fuck with that. I'm not. I'm just talking about ghosts straight up. I don't. I don't mess with things. Anything like. I just want to be cool with all that. Okay, I believe more in in retrograded Mercury than whatever the fuck it is. Than Wait, I have ghosts. no idea what you're talking about. What does that? You mean? never heard. Mercury is in retrograde. You never heard that term. You know what? I th I think I've heard it about a half dozen times in my life, and I think each of those times I nodded my head, pretending to know what <laughs> it, it meant. It has to do. <laughs> and with I some don't kind think of, I ever did. It has to do with some sort of planetary alignment, which fucks with all things technical. Mm. But I mean, also people that are really are into it also claim that it kind of like fucks with you. So I just. Had a huge bike accident on Friday night. Whoa! Like right at the beginning what? of Mercury in retrograde. Oh no! And somebody told me like, "Oh yeah, that's the deal." But that was after I had already had a big technical issue with like a computer issue. And somebody else was like, "Oh yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. Like, don't all your technical shit is going to go to hell." But then after the bike accident, they were like, "Oh yeah, that's also to blame for it because your brain is you know uses electrical circuits and you're not thinking right." And, uh, is it is it the same like concept in like a you know astrology almost how like it is it's something you know to like do... the tides the water levels yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah that's messing with the circuitry here and it's it's one of those things that's like it, I mean it really happens Mercury really does go into retrograde whatever the fuck that means because I don't know <laughs> what it means yeah but at the same time it's been documented that like shit fucks up a lot more when that happens. Well, tell us more about this bike accident, please. Yeah, just uh, well, can we just ask you? You're all right. Are Everything you all right? okay? Okay. But here's here's the thing, right? I 
as a, as as a smart person and also as somebody who has kids and I need to set a good example, I always wear a helmet when I ride a bike. That's good. Smart. That's good smart. for you. Good. For My you. bike was being serviced. They called me and told me it was ready for pickup. I was working, so I went from work and picked it up. No helmet. It was a mm. short ride home. That's always when you're going to crash. That's your problem. I flew mm-hmm. into a light pole and smashed. And basically, the light pole hitting the side of my head stopped me. Whoa. From what? Stopped you from, from what? From continuing rolling down the fucking sidewalk. Oh. Wait, but wait. The good you're, news you're is skipping. I, I, you're, you went from A to D here. How do you go from being on the bike into the light pole? Did something happen? Where you? I got wiped out by another biker. I got sideswiped by another biker. Really? Did they stop and assist you, dude? He she had to stop. We both we locked up and we both smashed into the pole and we're down. Like, oh, did you laugh? Did you have a little luck? Were you like, I was. I was loopy, dude. I was so. I was like in shock. I was like completely loopy. It took me a while to get up. Was it a scene with like passersby? Oh yeah, people came running over and like tried to help us out and asked us if we wanted an ambulance. And then like typical, I was like embarrassed. I thought it was, Hmm. at the time I thought it was my fault because I was taking a turn. I was turning left and I hadn't signaled. Although I was in the left side of the bike lane. Like, and then, but then in retrospect, after I thought about it, I realized that like this dude, like, this was a bike dude with a bike outfit with like clip on shoes and all that shit. And he was straight fucking, up Kev bacon, American flyer yeah, style. And he was hauling ass <laughs> and it decided to pass me like a block back. Oh, and also the thing is I had just gone through a light, you know, like, and there was nobody around me. So that's why when I got, when I went to turn on the next block, I traveled one block and went to go left. I didn't really think to look around because I was like, thought I was all alone. So this guy had like, he was flying. He was definitely flying. And he came up and like didn't have time to, to get around me and just smashed into me. It's wild how people I how people get embarrassed in those situations and won't seek help. I just heard something that I, the, a great deal of the people who die from choking on food are afraid to ask for help. Is, no, it's because your automatic instinct <laughs> is to leave the room. So oh like you God. start right, choking right, right. and your automatic instinct is like, no, 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 don't cause a scene. <laughs> don't embarrass anyone. And you leave the room and die. That is how most people die of choking. Dude. So you yeah, don't want to die in front of people though. You know what, what I mean? <laughs> leave the room. I'm enjoying a cheeseburger over here. Please just leave the room. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> All right, Brad. So just to clarify on our conversation, Mercury retrograde, retrograde, retrograde excuse yeah. me, is an optical illusion. <laughs> which means it looks as if the planet is moving backwards from our view here on Earth. Astrologers believe that during this perceived backwards motion, technology and communication could get disrupted, putting a damper on anyone's summer mood. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I believe you know what? It. Wait, Ian, come on. Do you actually... I just I read all, that and I still don't understand bl- it. Do you? <laughs> you you don't think that there's like powers? At, I don't want to. I'm not a hippie. I don't ever don't ever call me a hippie. But you don't think there's like like stuff out there that you just don't. Um, does things just happen and you're like this just can't be happening right now? You know what I mean? Oh, a thousand percent. That I think Something. other things are at work. Yeah, that we have no sense what, of. What's that sign of you though? Do I, 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 I'll read. Like I'm a Leo. I'm a, I'm a through and through Leo. I'm not a hippie, I, but I'm a Leo. You know what I mean? I'm a Scorpio. 
Oh, wait. Um, what does that mean, though? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, do, do, do we? We should. I think well, we connect. So something somewhere must say that we connect. I don't know. Let's see. A Leo. Here yeah. you are, Leo Come the on. Lion. Yeah, you're typically very loving, yep. theatrical, yep. And creative. Nah, compassion, <laughs> <laughs> compassion, <laughs> compassion, and big heartedness. Yeah, consciousness. I was shocked about. I was hearing about the bike. The wait, bike wait, 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 wait! I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> what drive and natural leadership? Yeah, come on. <laughs> are I'm the, driven. I'm are driven. The, are the four main characteristics? I like driving. I like driving. <laughs> Maybe not that driven. But here's the thing: I the 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 I I'm not a driven person, but I believe that things happen. Everything happens for a reason. So I. I I don't like to, um, what? How would you say it? Sean, that the guy I do as we part football club with, he would call it thirsty. You don't want to be thirsty, and I always think about that. Wait, how like, so? You know, like if you're just like going after things all the time, like you want to make mm. things happen. Mm-hmm. You can't. You just got to do it and let things happen. You know what I mean? There's a big difference. I feel, and I feel like that's like a thing when you get older that you realize that you didn't maybe realize when you're younger it's true too and also why do we necessarily like go automatically to the fact that drive is determined by some kind of like you know uh you know you know scholastic or career or financial success you know you could be you could be driven uh emotionally right you could be driven by relationships you could be driven by music or family like i think so I I might even go back on my naysaying here <laughs> and think that you are a Leo. Uh, they are known for their generosity of time, yeah. which you definitely have energy, respect, and money. You um, know I don't like a money. I don't. I'm not money driven. That no, it all. says you're generous with money. Oh yeah, you can take my money. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, not so, to say fuck, but my mom probably listened to this, but. Flip. I say flip. <laughs> oh, Ian, Ian, Ian. So this is the second time we're doing this. Yeah. Which I means like, it's like we had pre-production, you know? Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that was I feel like we demoed it last time and the demos were banging. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like we're not gonna be able to recreate the no. magic of the demo because I, I honestly whenever I do these things, I'm like, nah, that was horrible. I, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> And I, I came where I was like, oh, that was nice. I didn't say anything stupid or too stupid, but I don't know. We talked I, for two hours. There's a pretty good chance we said something awful in that time. I feel nah. like we started stupid and then we were like, right, cool. Edit that out. Start the music here. Then we bang straight into a lot of juicy stuff. Juicy, juicy. Yeah. So I heard you told last time you had just survived a couple weeks in the Canadian wilderness. Yeah. Uh you know, watching people drink bourbon and help knock trees down and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and now you told me that you've come from your first live sporting event. Yeah. In how was that? In What's the year? vibe? Yeah. When? Do, when? How long's COVID been? Year and a half. I mean, uh, Rudy Gobert Day was March eleventh. What uh, day? Twenty twenty. Rudy Gobert Day. Which was when that? he's the center for the Utah Jazz, a Frenchman. And uh, he was the one who 
uh, tested positive right before a game. They were about to tip off the basketball game. Uh, trainer ran onto the court to tell him he had tested positive, pull him off the court and cancel the game. Take all thought, the players off. I thought this was like a national holiday that I didn't know about. The Rudy. Well, I thought it was know, like, oh. I think for maybe people in the States, it kind of, uh, you know, it maybe like represents like a toppling point because prior to that, it was like this looming thing that everybody knew was here, but it hadn't really disrupted day-to-day life yet, you know? And yeah, I yeah. think like that night when like sports stopped, which is like the most economic capitalist driven shit on yeah. earth. So like if you're stopping that, I mean, in my eyes, I was like, Oh shit. If the rich guys are canceling their products, like something serious is happening now. Yeah. You know? yeah. I told you last time I, I flew down to, to start that Brian tour and uh, right. went to, went and saw the devils play just like caught a game. And, and my friend there was like, Oh, it's so good that you, that you came to this because like, we're probably going to shut it down for a time. I was like, nah, like this is not full arena. Like they're they're not shutting this down. And then that was when it turned real. When it was like, he texted me the next day, everything's canceled. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is a real, this, this, like you said, like this has got serious now, but. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think so that day and you know, was March 11th, 2020. Which is also the same day we were in that uh, that we were in the earthquake, which is kind of which kind of strange. Yeah, it's the same day. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, same day. You remember those before. things? You remember? I just I've not got a clue. Well, I, I have the date tattooed on my finger too. Oh, that's cheating. So that's super cheating. easy. I have my kids' birthdays on here, and I thought I was just doing it to be cute. I reference them all the time. Yeah, you, you can't know when forget. I'm filling out forms and stuff, and I'm like, oh wait, oh yeah, okay. What if you do finger. forget? It's bad. No, but I'm saying, what if you do forget and they're tattooed on your on your hands? Well, what then, happens then? Then I think you should imagine that I'm in some sort of trouble, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you should be concerned for me at that point. <laughs> so, I mean, so based on Rudy Gobert Day, to answer your question, I mean, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, eighteen eighteen and a half months. Um, so you know, you probably hadn't been to a live. Yeah, live gaming close to almost well over a year and a half, let's say. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'll go, you know me, I'll go anything. I'll watch any sporting event, anything. And when, yeah, Devils would have been the last thing. And then last week went to the TFC game and like nobody there at the game. It was oh, kind really? of a weird, weird thing, but sat in a box it was nice. A lot of chicken fingers. So what was the deal? Like limited capacity, mask? Like how is it up there? I think they just, I know the Jays game today, they just opened it up to 30,000 people because they got to beat the Yankees, which oh, we've got right. to talk about probably. They're playing right <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. Big game. Big game. And then, yeah, so, but I don't, I don't really know. We, it was the first, I know that game was the first one where we had to show proof of vaccination and all that right. business. Right, right, right. So it was kind of weird going in, but yeah. And how did that. you feel? Did you feel like you had like, you know, I've had a couple of situations already where, I don't want to throw around like PTSD or something, but like I've definitely felt like I was a little uh, freaked out by large groups of people like prior to this. And now even more so, like, did you have a tough time kind of acclimating to that environment again? 
No, I was good. I was I was lucky to be in a box. They were playing uh, the other Toronto football team, and I was lucky to be in a box with the players that, uh, like, the players that weren't on the squad. So I felt yeah. good about those guys who got tested. Like, I felt bad that I was in there with them, if anything. But yeah, it was a it was a weird thing to. I'm not really afraid of those people. The people I'm afraid of are the the birthday party crew in the park with the like the aluminium balloons like that crew you know what i mean yeah, uh-huh. the instagram that that they're the people that terrify me honestly but in in just in life in general pretty much but <laughs> what so do you find as, so terrifying about them no nah, i don't i don't trust that i don't really trust the social media business in in the first place yeah and that whole crew where you know they're doing it everybody's just banging the pictures out no one's talking to each other i don't know that's weird. That whole scene is weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> it is creepy. It is creepy. I How, mean, is that a lot of those people by you or what? I mean, I think I know who you're talking about. Kind of like the crate and barrel crowd. Yeah, like sure. Um, is that where they? That's where they shot. I don't know I, where they I shot. I think so. I imagine people like that spend a lot of time like uh, deciding and picking like bath mats. Yeah, you know, like that's just the vibe. Well, it's interesting you mentioned social media because I was thinking back. And I remember it on one of the more unique and exceptional things you've done, which is the Baby Wade Instagram account, <laughs> right? Like, which yeah. is one of the funniest things ever that it happened. Um, <laughs> now, like, just quickly, can you tell people what the fuck that was and how you had the idea to do it? But like, because of what you're saying now, I remember you know, maybe halfway through and maybe not even halfway through a few months in, you were like, I'm not sure committing to this every day was the best idea because this is getting hard. But, you know, you, you stuck to the exercise and the discipline and actually posted it every day for a year. Yeah. And now you're, you're not much of a social media guy at all. Um, so, so, First, can you tell people what the Baby Wade page was, why you did it, and kind of like, you know, what you learned about, you know, social media as a result of that exercise? Yeah, I can tell you that. Baby Wade is a wrestling toy. A doll? What would you call it? Toy? Uh, yeah, toy. Do- both? Yeah. And that is, he, at the time... I was living in Alex from Gaslight's basement. He just moved into a house and I just moved over to the States and I was living in his house. And his whole deal was that when wrestling's on, like I like wrestling, but he loves wrestling. Like <laughs> yeah. That's his whole life, you know. So that guy can tell you who won WrestleMania. Yeah. Like what location it was at. You could what be like, the Yo. weather was like. Yeah, you'd be like, WrestleMania 4. You'd be like, Hulk Hogan, St. Louis Superdome, <laughs> November 3rd. Yeah, he's, he's overcast. Into, yeah, overcast day. <laughs> he had a bum knee. Yeah, yeah. So I was living in, he had like an apartment in his basement. I was living in, like, so nice of him. And, but his whole deal is that when wrestling's on, everybody that's there, it doesn't matter who you are, you've got to go to wherever he is and watch wrestling. <laughs> and he talks the whole way through the thing. <laughs> And he tells you facts about wrestling. No one else talks. He just talks. And like, 
This isn't even making fun of him. This is no, he'll tell you this is true. This is true. He yeah. just sits there, he'll have a whole big bowl of ice cream or something, whatever he's into. <laughs> and he'll just sit there, talk about wrestling all the way through. I was like, I gotta get a guide and like if this is if this is my life now, like I gotta get a guide. <laughs> so Wade Barrett was the English guy who he was injured at the time. Right. But he was like the big English wrestler at the time. So I was like, this is my guy. So I got the toy, like got the doll of of, of Wade Barrett. And then he came back, but like I would put the the toy on top of my amp, like whenever we would play. And it kind of was just like a stupid thing, like just to like take a picture. So I could take a picture of the crowd and then And he was just, Eng- he was English, right? Wait, Barry? Yeah, he's English, yeah. 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 So but then it kind of turned into a thing of just doing it. I was like, New Year's time, I'm like, I'm gonna take a picture of him every single day. I was taking pictures of him, like rather than just taking a picture. I would take a picture of him and it would just be funny, like right, yeah. what was in the background. And then New Year's rolls around. I'm like, I'm going to take a picture of him every day, which is kind <laughs> of cool. I guess we were busy at the beginning of the year and that. And then, yeah, like you said, it got a little bit, I had to get creative with it. Yeah. And it kind of honestly was like, like not the, I'll tell you the first thing where I was like, social media is bullshit. <laughs> when the very first thing is remember, I posted that picture of you and I told everyone that you were the darts champion of something. Yeah. We were in a bar somewhere and I just got the, got, yes. I got the, I got the, there was like a darts trophy on the wall uh-huh. and I pulled it off the wall and it was like, hold this, took a picture uh-huh. and posted it and said, Benny's just won. Like he's like the New Jersey darts champion, like yeah. whatever year it was. And people were like, Oh my God. I didn't even know Benny played. <laughs> this was before I t- started telling everybody it was your birthday on random days. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but probably about the same time. But yeah, started doing that. And then I literally was posting pictures of this doll. And Wait, uh, what was the day? You were you were about to explain the day social media. You were like, fuck that. And you brought up the darts. Well, that was kind of the day. That was kind of the day. I was like, wait a second. I just posted a picture of Benny <laughs> holding this this. Like oh, I don't bullshit, even oh, bullshit in the way that you can say any like people believe yeah. anything you say. I can just say anything. I can literally <laughs> say anything right. on, on the internet. I could just say this is this. I was like, wait a second. Well, if I'm saying that, it, does this go to politics or whatever the thing? Right, right. Like if it's just there, people believe it. Sure. And why? Because I posted it and we were at a bar together or whatever. I was like, this is funny. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> Tell remember I started telling people it was your birthday and people like you got a little bit upset. Because well, it's because I'd wake up in the morning in like Belgium somewhere <laughs> and turn on my phone and like like Twitter would be flooded with birthday well wishes. <laughs> and I felt really bad. I felt bad. Like, you know, where like people were and people being, that knew you would well, say, oh my God, I forgot your birthday. Well, those so people, bad. fuck them. Those are Facebook people who like only know birthdays from that. But I'm getting these really like genuinely sweet messages of people you know telling me how much this means to them and i hope you have a great birthday that's when i started to be like oh hi man like when you were ordering me desserts you know at random (laughs) restaurants i still love that that's fucking hilarious and yeah you know like 
I think what was that first one you sent me that like 50 scoop Sunday at that place. <laughs> <laughs> Just this thing shows up. I'm like, it's covered in it's like 50 scoops of ice cream with like gummy bears and shit on top. I don't even know what it was. Yeah, that's a good But once you took it to social media and like and these like people are writing me these really like genuine and heartfelt messages. I was like, I can't do this. I can't keep the ruse up. This, it hurts. I want, you had a lot of birthdays. Of yeah. That couple of years, you had a lot of birthdays. Well, you blew the wad a little because yeah. after about a half dozen people like, Benny, is it really your birthday? I'd be like, no. Well, it might have ruined your actual birthday, I think. It, de- it definitely like, took, the sting off. It took the sting off the real day for sure. <laughs> That's a fact. That but, would, yeah, that's the first. I feel. I feel like those things were like. Yeah, so that's like, when you learn, like, whatever. This is nonsense. I can do whatever I want yeah. here. And then, po- and then, with the Wade thing, I would post pictures every day, which was kind of. It was kind of a cool thing to do. It was like exciting things happening, but there was a few times where there's nothing happening. But I think the Olympics were on in like where would, like Hong Kong or somewhere like that. And I photoshopped him there. I was like, I think I left him somewhere. We fell out of my pocket at a bar or something. Something happened. I ended up getting him back, but we photoshopped him into a thing saying, oh, he's at the, in front of like the Olympic flame and everything. <laughs> people messaged, oh, wow, I can't believe you're at the Olympics. Like people that I know, like not just random people, yeah. like people like, you didn't tell me you were going to the Olympics because I posted a photoshopped picture of a toy yeah. doll in front of the Olympic rings. I'm like, oh like you my. saw me in Bristol eight hours ago. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Think it's it crazy, through. but we had a lot of fun with it. And then we ended up, so you did a full, you made it new year's to new year's yeah. 365. Yeah. 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 Wow. I might do it. Maybe one day I'll do it again. Just for, for fun. It was a fun thing, but like same bring, bring baby Wade back. Yeah. But there's a few of them. Now there was the original one. That was the original one. And then when the new ones would come out, I'd always get the new one. So well, could, I'm looking at them right now. Right there, they're still here. I have a giant picture of him on the wall. Like, is it, it was? Is he's? It's my little guy. You know what you I mean? Can, <laughs> you could do a whole narrative that, like, uh, that this is Baby Wade's baby. You know, yeah. who's trying to like carry on his tradition for the next year. Yeah. So all that being said, like, you're almost off social media. I mean, I know you still have accounts, but. You're real, yeah, okay. real quiet thinking. on there. Like, um, you know, you, w- was that a conscious decision? Have you grown like, um, have you grown, you know, uh, weary of it? Or, or you just dislike it? Um, yeah, I definitely dislike it. I definitely do. I just don't like the fact that it's not real life. Do you know what I mean? It's just a lot of mm. nonsense. And it can be useful. Like that was, was a lot of fun. We ended up like becoming friends with the guy. Like... Right, he saw yeah, these pictures right. and and like he's a friend of ours now like you know what I mean he comes out to shows or whatever yeah, like uh-huh. so things things like that are cool i've definitely made connections with people you know through through social media stuff which is great when it's used for for good but like i don't know like i tell you there's a, definitely a, t- a point when i went to um uh raptors playoff game uh-huh. And it was like a big deal, like a super big deal in Toronto. I guess it was a big deal everywhere. Yeah. But like 
I managed to get a friend of mine was like, I've got a ticket for you. We're going. And it was like the hottest ticket. Like everyone was going crazy. Like I go and get a ticket for this game. Cause they thought that they were going to win it then. So I ended up going to this game and I took pictures and I would post pictures of games that I was at, not so much to like brag that I was there, but just as like a reminder to myself that I could flip back through and be like, mm. I was at this game, I was at that game. But like, first of all, no one gave a fuck that I was at any of these games. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. People are just like, why the fuck is he posting these stupid? But I was doing it for myself because that's what I like to do. Right. And then I was at this game that was like, a big deal. Do you know what I mean? It was like a real big deal. One of the coolest games I've ever been to. And I was like, going to post the picture. And then I was just like, why am I posting this picture? Like, like, am I just bragging that I'm here to people that couldn't be here? Mm. And you're like, that's not that cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, am I doing like, I'm here, like I'm, I'm living it. And I was just like, nah, just put my phone away. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like enjoy it. And then, I don't know. I guess but that is the it. motivation, isn't it? You know, like when you really strip it back, you know, yeah. you could, you could, you know, claim it that it's always, I guess if anybody has like a public account, you know, where you're, yeah. you know, random people are following you and, you know, are interested in what you're doing. What is the point of saying you're there? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, is it actually interesting or, is it just incredibly self-indulgent? I remember hearing uh, years ago that like the it was like part of the psychology of travel too was um, a big uh, contributing factor to people who like to travel was the psychology of coming home and being able to tell everybody you traveled. Yeah. And showing them pictures of where you traveled, even if you're not sure you like it or not, you know, like it, gives you a sense of accomplishment but our mutual friend Brad Clifford says he loves Instagram because it forces him out and about to go find something worth taking a picture of and it's kind of like motivating yeah. to find something but he's you know? good at the internet like I'm not good at like there's some people that are good at the internet and like I still haven't I follow people and I look at things on there and like there's people that I enjoy seeing what they're up to do you know what i mean but the things that i enjoy doing truly enjoy doing no one gives a fuck about that do you know what i mean like i'm well, at my mom's a- house having roast dinner like i four mean that's people not true like- i mean well half the people who follow you you know maybe more are interested in your guitar yeah and are interested in songs so if you were you know sitting at home yeah, like, oh, you know, this is the technique I use to play this song and make these little videos. You know, people would be interested. Oh, no. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like seeing that. I don't like, I like mystery. I like being like, what is, we were talking about this last time. Yeah. And I feel we probably said it better, but I like a bit of mystery and I like not really knowing. Yeah. You know, when people do, the, I don't know, like, I'm like, I just want to see the finished product. I don't really care about the process or the the thing. Yeah. Or like, or like, sh- like where, what it all comes down to mostly is like a show off thing. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, look what I can do. Look what I can do. And like, I don't really care. Like, I'm like more about what I can't do. Do you know what I mean? Than what mm. I can do. I don't. I just. I just don't. I don't know if it's the English in me or like what the thing is. Well, but if I did, if I posted a video like that, I just. 
hear my dad being like, really? Like, <laughs> this is how you're going to spend your time or whatever. You know what I mean? Adam, he probably wouldn't say that. He'd probably be interested to see it, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, just, well, I just don't even see the point. Like, for me personally, I've, there's people definitely do it and it's good and like whatever, but I don't know. I follow a lot of guitar things on there and right. so much of it is just, and especially over COVID where it's been like people are just home. And right, had, yeah, it got, it got a little over the top, didn't it? Yeah, but you're like, is it an attention thing or is it like someone's tr- truly trying to share things? You can't really, there's no real way of telling, I mean, you know what I mean? I think, I think there's, it's hard to determine. And at this point, it's getting a little harder to balance. I was just thinking about it the other day. It's essentially like the balance of staying relevant on social media and doing what you're supposed to be doing on there to, you know, do, you know, to get whatever you want to get out of it and aging gracefully. Yeah. You know, like, like it feels like the things you need to do on there, they feel young. They feel immature to me. They feel juvenile. They feel different. Not juvenile. I don't know if, because one of the main reasons I would, there's so many times I sat there, I'm like, I just got to delete this. I don't even want to look at it. I don't want, I don't want this thing having access to my brain where I'm just like, being shown stuff or whatever mm-hmm. but like honestly my nephew back home that's he, he's on there all the time and that's how we communicate right you know what i mean like and if i didn't have it and i was just going to text him i don't think i would have the same like re- it's hard enough to have a relationship with it him as it is because we're so far away and he's at an age where he's like out there doing his own thing and that's how we chat do you know what i mean he'll send me he's football crazy so he'll send me posts like football things or like videos is made of like being at the football or whatever, which I want to see. They're the things I want to see because I know he's so passionate about it. But like, let me ask you something. Can I ask you something on a re- like, on, you the, can ask anything, on anything. the other side of this argument, right? Like we, yeah. you and I both were kind of, we're singularly obsessed with like the real sixties and seventies, yeah, you know, rockers and the things they did. And the, like yeah, you yeah. said, the, the mystery in which they, in in the way they presented themselves and the fact that you only had such little access, but the same people, right. Were hiring like crews of people to come into these studios with video cameras, probably huge video cameras, huge setups, you know, like mountains of wires and people to get these things. Yeah. Yeah. And they would be glued. Every word of the session, every note of the session would be filmed for posterity and not not as some artistic creation. They needed more content. Yeah. They needed stuff for the label. Uh, they wanted to show themselves working in some sort of like maybe a little self-aggrandizing thing. Yeah, yeah. And these are the people that we would be like, yo... These are the most like authentic, yeah, legit, you know, like they're just doing it and they're so mysterious. When if they were given access to the stuff that people have, they probably would have used it. You no, know, definitely. and like yeah, these definitely. and these bands that we deem, you know, all authentic and mysterious and cool would have been on Instagram stories or TikTok. You know, doing it at the time, opening up the doors because it's the same thing driving them. Yeah, but I'm so glad that I'm like that. 
like that is the thing that I want that I crave is like getting that little piece here and then a little piece there and then I'm making the in between do you know what I mean mm. does that make sense it does like my brain has to fill in the blanks of like who was it's just so much information now and honestly like I just can't I just can't handle that much information and I just <laughs> yeah you know what I mean of like like every single even when you go to social media it's just like there's like you know like things that you follow and you genuinely are interested in it but whoever's running the account has to post so many things so it's right. like everybody's birthday that's ever been connected with like your favorite sports team or whatever happy birthday this person you're like are you posting that because you genuinely want to wish this guy a happy birthday or you just it just fills in the numbers of content that you must post these many posts or whatever yeah but i could tell you like i just watched uh the day after I went to my first sports game in 18 months, I went to a movie theater the next day. Oh, two okay. days. Like, I had oh. a crazy two days. Big day. And, I, like, I hadn't done anything. I honestly have not done anything for, like, the first year of COVID. I just sat in my house playing FIFA, just doing nothing at all. <laughs> but I went to watch the documentary of, like, Oasis when they played Nebworth. Oh, shit. And that was, I was at the show, like, it's like right around the corner from where, from where I grew up. Oh, wow. So I was at the show, like massive show. And I really like, it was like a a massive thing for me to be there when I was there, but I really didn't remember that much of the day. I didn't have a camera. I never had a phone with me. Like, like the the main thing I could remember is that my shoelace was untied. And I walked through like 150,000 people with my shoelace untied and everyone kept standing on my shoelace. (laughs) I remember Oasis smashed it. Prodigy were amazing. But like the actual details of the thing, I'm like, it kind of just was, I I just didn't really remember too much about it. Yeah, because whatever was behind the curtain was very much behind the curtain. Yeah, you didn't know anything. You didn't even know there were two nights. You didn't even know... Like John Squire played with them one night, but if that had been today, everything would have been on social media. Oh, John Squire played. Here was a set list. This was that. Mm. Here's what the deal is. Like everything from maps. Like here's where you, how you get there or anything. And then watching this documentary they put together about this legendary show that really was one of the last times before everybody had mobile phones and things like that. Right. And there were a couple of people in there that had them, but it was like, a couple of the band just were making phone calls. And that was the only thing. The crowd, you didn't see one person holding up anything. Hmm. And there's like, I don't know how many people, 150,000 people there each night, something like that, 120,000 people. And like, you can't tell me that that wasn't bad. Do you know what I mean? Even though I didn't remember, you know what I mean? I'm Like, I would have liked to have documented that day for myself. Right. And I would have looked back and watched videos of whatever the thing. It was so cool that I didn't. So you know what, what I mean? do you so what do you think is the biggest thing that like a young person is missing out on as a result that you had mystery the mystery of the whole thing of not knowing you know what I mean like you you sit there wondering about stuff and then when you you're like I wonder even you get a record when we were kids you get a record right yeah you probably got a record because somebody told you or you saw someone in a band wearing the t-shirt or something. Right. You saw like one picture and you were like, what the, or, 
it's liner notes and someone's thanks to this band mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. who is this band mm-hmm. you see the record i gotta get the record yeah and you're going about it from the from your mindset of i i love this record before i even put it on my favorite band likes this record i know that they support these people yeah i'm this this record is up to me to get into this record yeah it's like kind of like I, a treasure hunt wasn't it yeah, big time. It was yeah. so exciting to me. Yeah. I loved all of that. Sure. Trying to get records like, oh, you're going to the States. Like, could you please look for this record? And if you find it, bring right. it on for me. Yeah. Or... Uh-huh. Nowadays, and I, I love it. I love, honestly, I do honestly love Spotify. I know a lot of band people are like, fuck Spotify, this, that, and the other. I use it every single day, like, to, to go through and find, you know, not even new music, but like old music that I missed. Yeah. But like the the like, it's just that mystery thing. You just like get the record. There's one picture of the band. You, you like nowadays a band that I've never heard one song of. I've seen 55 pictures of them. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to look at it. You know what I mean? I don't. No, I'm being true. forced to like know about Machine Gun Kelly. Or- yeah, it's funny you bring that up because that's just who I was thinking of. Is because like I know. I know exactly what that guy looks like. I know his yeah. whole style. I know all these like fights he's been in and all this drama. Yeah. I, I don't know. know how old he is. I don't know a note of a song. I don't yeah. even know like but one. What, ask note. yourself. I've never ask yourself. Yeah. Why that is like why why is that like I'm sitting here. It's interesting. Well, I think it's totally on what we're talking about. I think. Yeah. You know we're in. Um, we're in a new era where different things are commodities. And I think now because of what you're talking about, you mentioned it before that it was like, Oh, this is going to lead to people not having anything to talk about. I don't think that's the case. I think people are going to have plenty to talk about. I think what's going to happen or what has already happened is our ability to, to disseminate this information as important or not important has gone away because there's just too much of it. Yeah. Right. So, so it's become a, a, attention has become a commodity. Yeah. And people are willing to do anything to get that commodity now. So I think that's like what's changed about it is the fact that. Machine Gun Kelly, God knows if this guy's good at music or not. I have no fucking clue. He could be. He could be not. But I knew who he was a long time before I knew his music because that's what he's good at. Right? He's good at getting attention. Um, And people like me and you come from an age where we're, we're awful at it. Our instinct is the exact opposite. If something really dramatic is going on in my life, my instinct is to tell no one. Yeah. I gain no pleasure on going to social media, you know, to, so I, I think that's my like idea of what's happening with like people like machine gun Kelly and the, you know, I don't think he's really got a problem with the guy from slipknot or Connor McGregor. Like, I think these are all <laughs> these just like, you know, bustled up PR things that people figure out and they, everyone's got social media managers. And, you know, if you open up the door to somebody's home, it's probably not all that fucking interesting, right? Like people just shit and they cook and they sleep and, yeah, you know, yeah. like, so they but just, that's the stuff I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to imagine 
even still now, I'm still a fan. Like I'm a super fan of things. Right. And I like, I want to imagine the same way that I imagine like, what's David Gilmore doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's this guy up to? What is he doing? And I I just want to imagine that. Like if I saw Elton John shitting in anything that wasn't encrusted in like gold and rubies, then I'd be disappointed. Yeah, he's not messing with that. And that's the thing. You truly believe that because you're, you're like, he has that whole image and he can control it. And that goes back to what you were saying before, where you've got the film crews and everything, but at the end of the day, the thing that comes out, they have maximum control over. Mm. And maybe someone's like, ah, maybe you shouldn't have that whole thing of you just sitting in your kitchen, drinking tea, not in your tiara and all the, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Like, like, but now it's just an instant thing. Everything is instant, instant. And I don't want to, I just don't want that. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to know. I don't want to see what someone's, you're just looking like, wait a second. And I know it's the whole thing of it. It's like, you know, like the Frank Turner thing where like everybody's on the same level, like, right. like, but I, I, I honestly enjoy a rock star. I enjoy a superstar <laughs> sports, like personality. I love that stuff. I love over the top craziness. I just love it. Well, speak, I, speaking of over the top craziness, before, before we get too far away from this, yeah, I, did, I did want to get your take on it. So, so you, you just brought it up before the show at Nebworth. Like you're in the mid nineties, you're a snotty English teenager. Where are you at that time in regards to the like Oasis versus Blur versus Stone Roses kind of argument? Like, like you're a kid in like 95, you're towards the end of high school. Like, where are you at in that debate? I'll tell you right now, easy, because it was like watching that thing. It just like brought it all back up to me. Like, that whole time of just even the fashion and all like it really like if you want to know what was going on where i lived just watch that film because everything from the shitty sunglasses to like (laughs) you know like everybody's trying to look cool and like but like it was like real you know what i mean Mm. every 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 second of that film i thought i thought they nailed it but i was at that time it just wasn't cool like being english was not cool it like (laughs) It really wasn't like you were looking over to the States for everything, everything, Mm. you know, like music wise. And before that, a lot, even then I was listening to older music, Mm. like my dad's record collection. I still listen to the same records today. But as soon as Oasis came out, I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Like, and I know like now it's like classic rock and everybody hears Wonderwall and just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, turn it (laughs) off. But when that first Oasis record came out, I was like, whatever these guys are, whatever they're saying, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I was like, I'm with them. Mm. What, like, they just came out and were like, fuck this, fuck everybody. Like, we're doing this. Wow. And and who wants in on it? And it kind of made, it was something English that was cool. Get, you know what I mean? Something that you could get hold of and be like, it's a real life, like, like even though they their whole thing was that they weren't rock stars, they were rock stars. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, but they were like, it was like accessible rock stars where you're like, that could be my mate. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. On bass guitar, that that that's everybody's got a friend like that, or the drummer, <laughs> or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and it just really like it blew my mind then, and even still today, I put the records on. I listen to the records all the time. Those first two records, especially the first one though. And as soon as I hit, as soon as it 
like as soon as I hear it, it just puts me in this like I just want to put my head through the wall. Like wow. there's not many <laughs> there's not many bands like that that can still have that effect on me. So there is a real like national pride thing going on with Oasis when it came out. Yeah, and but the, but the whole movement kind of because there was Stone Rose and stuff like that, and I, and I was into that, but it was a different level. Even like the Smiths were a bit older, you know, and it kind of was didn't connect with me, maybe right. my brother a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But like we were into like me and my brother were into like Motley Crue, like Doctor Feelgood. Same thing with that. If I put that on. Still now, I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, great fucking record. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But we were into that kind of thing. We were like Skid Row and like those bands were like our music. So I was listening to like Queen and the Beach Boys and things like that. Not to be like, you know, on social media, everybody's like, put your top five records you were listening to when you were 10. And everybody's like, fucking Bob Dylan this and that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. no, you fucking weren't. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but... I really was listening to that being said, I like my dad had like 40, 50 records and I would just listen to them constantly. Still, still listen to them. I love it. But that like hair metal was like the first thing I got into that was not his music. That was like, as soon as I heard it, it was like, this is cool. Like, so like kind of culturally, do you think Oasis was almost like, you know, served uh, as the same sort of conduit for young people like Nirvana did in the States. It kind of sounds like it was, you know, it the was, first thing that grabbed the national attention that was, you know, cool and subversive in a long time. Yeah, it was for me. For I don't think maybe not for everybody, but definitely for me, it was something that, you know, because was, there were things that were going on, but there was a lot of dance music and that kind of thing. That yeah, just, yeah. I just wasn't into, that just wasn't my thing. You know, like that whole like Manchester like dance thing, and like I was just like I just didn't care honestly. Like the rave scene, I didn't care about that. That was all going on. But as soon as honestly, like the first second I heard it, I was just like, "This is it." This is what did what like I'm... punk kids think of Oasis? Like, was it bullshit to them, or was I think just everybody was on board? Because yeah, it just, seems like it. yeah. It just they just didn't give a fuck. You were like, if if that was what you were after, music. Like, what's more punk than that? Just being like, we don't give a fuck. We dress how we dress. We do what we do. And in that film, you forget that they've released their first record and it was only two years later that they sold out two nights. I think they said something like 5% of the whole country tried to get tickets for this show. Like, holy shit. And they could have sold out like 10, 12 nights or something stupid like that. That's insane. And it was two years after they're playing like King Tut's to nobody or wherever that wherever they were playing. Right. But like, who could do that? Who could pull that off? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no, you know what I mean? No social media, none of that business. Just like the enemy, whatever magazines. Uh, talk, that but talk in. about people who knew how to grab attention, right? Um, exactly. But they backed it up as well. They backed it up. It was just the you can't fake that. You know what I mean? Today you could fake it, I right? Think, but right. then. I really don't believe that you could that you could do that. Now what like what whose team were you on when the Oasis versus Blur thing happened? No, I didn't take to I if I had, if you pushed me to choose, yeah, I would have to choose Oasis because I just like I I as a guitar player and everything Blur, I love Blur. I love everything they've done all the way through the career. I love that they're still making cool music and like some of their best stuff is on the last record, I think. 
But as soon as I hear that, fuck it, definitely maybe, boom, like slide away. Any one of the songs, I'm just like, let's go. Whatever we're doing, let's do it. Who are the bands? Like, you know how every single genre of music, like, you know, the person who gets huge normally, you know, walked on the back of somebody who died broke. Um, yeah. Is there, is there that case to you for, for that Britpop scene, like Oasis and Blur? Were there any forerunner bands that only, you know, they underground talk about people that. or indie bands like that, that they were kind of taken from that you knew? Well, they talk, they talk about not underground, but they talk about it. Not to spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't watched it, just turn this off. But they talk about, you know, like Stone Roses being the band and how they kind of took that, you know, and ran with it. And Noel Strap says, and he's like, like, they didn't, like, nothing was handed to us. They were like saying about how they'd, like, handed on, you know, whatever the, the career or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, we came and we took it. And he, you can't argue with the guy. Like, yeah. they were doing things, you know, I think definitely the Verve as well. Like, a band like that could have been Oasis. And he kind of picked the things from the different bands. And he even picked band members from those bands, you know, like Ride or bands like that, mm-hmm. where later on they were in Oasis. He was just like, that's good, that's good, that's shit, that's shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. filled it out and just made this just like such you know what i mean like you can't argue with it now it's like i know it's like younger people here and they're just like oh classic rock whatever like boring yeah 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 but like like that was just it was just it's it still resonates though i think it's still but that's the thing i saw a guitar magazine one of those things that i follow online they put posted thing how to get noel gallagher's guitar tone from like the first album and i was like oh nice one like looked at it and they were like, this is what the gear he used and everything. I was like, that's, that's interesting to me. And then you read the comments. This sucks. They suck. Worst <laughs> shit band. Worst guitar tone ever. Like, and it literally said something. Someone was like, like, if you want to hear guitar tone, listen to the Scorpions or something. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why have you stopped your day? Like, I've stopped my day. I've seen this thing float past me. And I'm like, Oasis guitar tone, I'm like, yes, amazing, <laughs> right, right. sound amazing, yeah. still sounds amazing to me, to me. And then someone's just like, nope, I'm going to read this whole thing. I fucking hate Oasis for a start. You're like, why are you reading it? <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to you're gonna have to write a comment on it, be about how his guitar technique or what, who gives a fuck about yeah. his guitar technique? The guy's just ripping, wrote some of the best songs of all time. It's not even a question. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I don't know. That that's the yeah that we we don't, I don't want to get I don't internet. want to get into social media again but that part of it yeah. is fascinating to me because that just gets into the point where I'm like who's got the time exactly you know, that's like, what I'm saying like, who's got who's got the you're supposed to be using these twenty minutes where you don't have to use anything else. To, you know, yeah. take your mind off something, get distracted a little, like yeah, not focus just on go- someone else's, uh, you know. Oh, like what, let's focus on someone else's pain for 20 minutes but, and tell them how bad they are. <laughs> yeah. Tell this multimillionaire guy that sold more records yeah. than anybody who's still making amazing music. I'm going to sit at home and fucking write on the thing and be yeah. like, 
you know who's better than you? The Scorpions. Scorpions. And you're like, yeah. the Scorps. I love the Scorps. Yo, Great. can't hate. I just played yeah, Wind you, of Change for my kids the other day. Exactly. To explain like, the fall of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But like, why can't you be like, oh, that was great. It's not so much for me, but has anyone here heard the Scorpions? Because I'm really into that. And make, maybe right. start people. And I feel like that would be like... Maybe how it would. Maybe I'm like glorifying like no, when we grew up. You no, you just you just actually pinpointed something that I find fascinating is is it's a big part of like the sociology or you know anthropology or whatever of what's going on these days, and it's you know partially highlighted in you know Trumpism and everything that's going on with that is that uh, community and unity amongst people is like much more formed these days by uh, out-group hate rather yeah. than in-group love. Yeah, right. big so, time. So it's like the things that are tying people together aren't our shared values, like the things we love together. It's yeah. unifying against a group of people or something we don't like is the thing that's actually bringing something together. And... I don't know what it is about social media that's that's created this kind of landscape, but now that we're starting to pinpoint it, it's really fucking no, but dangerous. You, you know, it's the attention thing. It's it, it it go it boils back to that same thing we were talking about before. The attention thing where you you if if I went on social media and just like this is what I really love, like sitting down with a nice cup of tea listening to the first Oasis record. Well done, boys, for making <laughs> such a great record. Right. No one gives a fuck. Sure. If I went on there and was just like, you know what I fucking hate? <laughs> this, this, this. Fuck everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It's going off on social media. Follow this guy. He's, going, he's saying the craziest shit about fucking nonsense. Right. You know what I mean? And probably that's always been there, you know, like. But, like, I don't want to. I just don't. I just don't need that in my life. You know what I mean? I just don't want to. I just and it's such an easy thing just to cut out. Do you know what I mean? You can just be like, "Meh," like I, I can take it or leave it. But then once you start taking it, it's, it's an addictive thing. It's, yeah. it's literally designed by people that are way smarter than us, right? And that and that drama free narrative doesn't like doesn't draw as many people in. Uh, exactly. I just uh, our shared friend Brian Fallon actually just sent me a couple pages from um, the Jeff Tweedy book today because we were having a conversation. And that was the major part of what he sent me was this idea of uh, he had to come to grips with, you know, going to recovery, being a father, being a healthy person and still being a musician. And the fact that like it doesn't sell as many records, it's not as cool. And the people who are fucking up their own lives to make their music have a chance to be more successful as a result, even though you're destroying your own life, you know, it's a yeah. uh, very strange it's true. part. About it's just it. true. Yeah. And you know, who I always think about with that is like Wilco's, I feel like they're, they're a band that just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They don't need to ride that, but maybe they did do that in the beginning, but like a Jimmy world where you're like, this band should be whatever the food fighters is doing. Surely this band should be doing what they're doing because they're amazing musicians, you know, like good looking guys, like it, ticking all the boxes. And then you're just like, but they're just, is no drama. They're just like nice 
people. They're too and you nice. You read an interview with them, exactly. But they, they're not. They're never bothered with all that drama. Like we're not yeah. going to have beef with all these people or do all the things. It's just like Brat- she's going to make great records, consistently great records. Mm-hmm. She's going to put on great live shows. Never like, piss off our fan base, like ever. Exactly. Yeah. And then, but but you think you've got to think if they'd have been if he's like dating whoever machine gun kelly's dating or <laughs> right, like right, right. showing up with like jewels around his eyes at the yeah. award show uh-huh. and like faking a fight with conor mcgregor and like we like are you really like are you really is we're, we're expected to believe this is real that this machine gun kelly character is gonna start a fight with one of the greatest fighters of all time yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like, literally you just like, get his paws on him and he's he's, he's it's like yeah, it's like a bear nah. and a mongoose yeah you're not you're not if that's us to be like you know what let's sell some records you're like not you and mcgregor i'd, I'd probably have a pop at you and mcgregor i love you and mcgregor so don't it, but i don't Conor McGregor. yeah i don't think i'd go at either mcgregor yeah, we're probably not winning. No, no. But Conor McGregor, definitely, you're like... Owen's been trained by the Jedi. I mean, even if he's not a yeah. big guy, he he knows what he's doing, you know? He seems like a nice guy. He seems just like... I'd love to have, like, just to sit down with him. I feel like he's seen some stuff, done some things, still doing some stuff. You know what I mean? I do. I would like to sit with him. And too. mystery. He's not on social media. You ah. and McGregor. Not on social media. You won't find him on there. He is mysterious. It's true. So, all right, Ian, we got to pivot a little because I want to ask about something. All right, come okay. On. I'm going to set it up with a story. You is were, it something we talked about last time, though? Because I can't remember. I now don't like, think so. I'm Listen, I made it a point to wait <laughs> a long enough time to do this. <laughs> And to not ask the same questions because I thought it would just suck too bad. And honestly, we're into this deep and we're having fun and we haven't repeated much. I think we're doing great, Ian. And if you were with me right now, I would give you a mushy face. And we can't. There's COVID. I can't. I can't. I haven't touched another human. There is no chance. I'm not seeing you next time I see you and giving you mushy face. I don't care. I don't care. People don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. Mystery, Ian. The mystery of the mushy the face. So, I love a mushy face. All right, so I'm going to go back to a story that happened to us. You might not even remember nearly as acutely as me. Yeah, I definitely don't. But Whatever it is, I don't remember. This thing was really like a microcosm for me of a way that you operate that I want to discuss. So we were, right. we were at a show in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't remember. Um. You'll remember this. Across the street was the Jersey, New Jersey style diner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. They moved it from New Jersey. Literally, not like, oh, I'm going to make it. Did I just ruin your story? No, no, not at all. Oh, So literally, not this this guy is, I'm like, oh, wow, a Jersey style diner in Charlotte. How cool. Of course I have to go there. Then little Alex from Gaslight tells me, he's like, oh, you really got to talk to this guy. He's got like a Rutgers sticker in there and like. Yankee stuff. Overkill stickers. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's real Jersey. And then I go in and discover not only did he open this Jersey-style diner, the actual diner itself was from Boundbrook, New Jersey, and got washed away during uh, Hurricane Floyd in the early 2000s, and this guy shipped it to North Carolina and rebuilt a New Jersey-style diner in Charlotte. So that was pretty cool. Of course... Since he had uh, the type of food we need, I was there for lunch, dinner, 
and a late night snack. Now, yeah. the late night snack is where this comes into play because All right. uh, I, I, I don't know, me and a couple other people, we made a, had a few beverages that night. We were randomly hanging out with a guy who was bordering between AAA and professional baseball. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like like some dude, I totally forget his name, but very cool young guy who I was like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. hanging out with a baseball player. So, you know, I'm all amped yeah. up and it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And late night after the show, we go to this Jersey style diner. We have two booths of people. I think we're like, you know, 10 deep at least. Yeah. And, you know, nice time. You're sitting right across from me. And I notice at the bar a group of, you know, highly drunk people, maybe four or five, obviously a couple of them Gaslight fans. And, you know, I noticed them. I kind of started clocking them because a couple like just seemed really drunk and blackouty. And, you know, I'm a hypersensitive person. So I start to see the room before it plays out. And, yeah. you know, before I know it, I see one of these guys slipping a cell phone you know, between the two and taking like secret pictures of Brian, you know, oh. like, like, uh, while we were at the table. Yeah. Yeah. And since I had a couple beverages and stuff, like I, I got a little chippy, like right off the bat, you know, and saw what yeah. he was doing. And I was like, yo, 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 you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, come on, you know? And I start getting kind of mad. And I remember the guy, not relenting at all and kind of like turning around almost in a way like, Oh shit. All right. Now fucking this is going to pop off now, like in the middle of North Carolina. Great. And before I know it, like, it's like I looked down to my eggs and my <laughs> coffee and like looked back up and you were engaged in a full conversation with this bar of people the two drunk guys completely out of the picture of me and Brian, uh, like, like basically had diffused this situation before I even like knew it happened. It was like one of the great, uh, sociological puppet masterings I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't, and, first of all, I don't remember I, any of I this. Know, and I know. So, <laughs> And I know like you'll sit here and and you'll you'll play it coy, but I've seen you do this in a couple situations where like you have a sense with people where like you know something's about to happen and you know something has to happen to release the tension. And I've seen you do this a lot of times. <laughs> so I would I would make the argument and I've said it to other people that Ian Perkins is a social genius because of this. There's a bunch of reasons, but when you like walk into a place, when you see this, are you really observant of the people around you? Are you hypersensitive to people and their reactions? And, and like, like just a, a starting off point, like what gives you the skill to recognize that something's happening and, and what gave you the kind of, I don't know, moxie to actually do something about it? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I don't remember any of this. I, know. I remember I being in that place. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being there. We were with Defratis from from the Phillies. Remember? Oh, Defratis. Pitching. Justin yeah, yeah, Defratis. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Justin yeah, yeah, Defratis. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And we were having a, a, an in-depth conversation about how many 
pitches Brian could hit from a professional <laughs> oh, oh, base. Right. There was like a big debate that was going on for months. I yes, think. yes, that I even got know, brought but... to Jack Curry from the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we we pulled in the big guns to uh-huh. be like, is this something that, that could happen? Or we because we didn't know, but to try we, to we, explain we... to Brian that no. You cannot hit a major league fastball, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, that, but baseball players are pretty good yeah. at hitting baseballs. <laughs> and that, yeah. I remember that we were talking about that. I don't remember at all about anything. And the story would have been way cooler if you'd have just been like, you jumped up and fucked them up with your kung fu. <laughs> and like, and I'm pretty sure people listening to this would be like, oh my God, this story is going to be the best story ever. <laughs> and you're like... And I remember that you got up and talked to everybody and then there was no problem. Well, the story like, is just a precursor to find out more about you, Ian Perkins. Like, oh, well, well, well. So, you I, know, like peop- I like people. I like I like people. I like talking to people. I, here's the thing with me. If you really want to know, I have no problem being on my own. I love to be by myself. Just give me a PlayStation, FIFA, tea, snacks. I will not leave the house. <laughs> literally, I've done it before. I literally have not left my house for a week or two. I have no problem not going outside. <laughs> yeah. And if I don't have to interact with people, it's probably great for me. Okay. But I like to I like to talk to people. I like to find out only nice people, though. Like, I, as soon as it crosses the line, I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot. I, I can't deal with idiots, but... Not idiots, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just nasty people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. So do I just you like do to you, talk to people? But do you think, like, you know, what what gives you the ability to kind of like to see it? Like, are you looking? Are, do you think you are like hyper conscious of the way other people are feeling? Kind of. I think um, I am interested. Mm. I genuinely am interested in. If I meet somebody, I'm interested in what they're about. But not just like, that's the thing, not to keep going about social media, but social media is like 1% of somebody's life. And it's probably the bit that you would want to talk about and everything. But I'm interested about the whole, I like to know about people's families. I like to, you know, like, I'm just just interested in people, which is, is not that cool, but I don't know. I like, I like to find out about different things. And, and how do you do that without, talking to people now did you ever like, were you like that as a kid like or did you you know i know like at least for me you know i had to expose myself to a lot of different situations and different people to no longer be like afraid of having those conversations and afraid of you know mixing it up with any kind of person did you yeah. did you start like that or did you have to do the same like was this kind no, happen over I think time it- I think I was lucky that I grew up in a place where it, it was so mixed of different kind of people, like all different people from different walks of life, all on on top of each other. Mm. And I I noticed in the states there's a li- there's a little bit more separation, sure, you know. But England, it's all everything's a bit more tighter. But it took me to traveling away from where I grew up to realize, and honestly, like at a later age, way later age than I probably should have that everybody didn't grow up the same way that I did. You know what I mean? Right. I just assumed that like everywhere you went, everybody was cool with everybody. And like there was different, everybody's groups of friends had people from different walks of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, and I think also growing up 
in in my house, everybody was welcome. You know what I mean? Right. Like everybody was welcome. Yeah, you were saying from, like it, it wasn't like uh, your mom and dad were just were just nice people. They would like they would basically like fuck you up if you weren't nice, right? Yeah, well, they would fuck me up if I wasn't <laughs> nice. They still would too today, definitely one hundred percent. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I know we talked about that a little bit last time. Yeah, definitely a thing of like. A lot of that side of, like, I think for anybody, you know, parents or not necessarily parents, but whoever it is in your life that you look up to. Mm-hmm. For me, it's my parents, like, 100%, but not necessarily at a young age. It definitely developed into that. Like, I didn't know how cool it was. Right. My upbringing, I mean. But, like, I basically, we've talked about that, not on the thing, but... I have no shame in saying I basically had the most perfect upbringing, like family-wise. <laughs> yeah. Like I can, there's like zero I can complaints. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I definitely had complaints at the time of like because I was a a young ruffian or whatever. <laughs> sure. And not a very nice person. <laughs> not no, I wasn't not very nice, but just was like like most kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you just don't give a well fuck self-centered about maybe. Yeah, something. Sure. I don't, my dad would probably fill you in exactly on the, <laughs> on the details. We'll get but, we'll get Barry on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be telling you all about. He'll be like, he's probably got a long list of things. But yeah, but definitely later in life, like those they're my people. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and my dad is genuinely like when you talk about best friends in life, like that he's my guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like you know, sometimes you'd be embarrassed to say things like that. Where you like, especially with people who have different, you know, upbringings or whatever. But the older I get, the more I'm just grateful because there's nothing I did. You know what I mean? I just was going around acting like a little dickhead. But <laughs> well, yeah, I'm lucky to have that. Well, but I think definitely moving through life has definitely gave me or given me a like a base to build on. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or like a platform to build on that I didn't necessarily realize that I had that. But as far as like being open to different kinds of people, interested in what they're about, or what they're doing, or what they eat, or anything like, sure. I truly have like that's like one of my favorite things. And you know, like you know that I do. Well, the people I like to know. I'm like Jewish people. What do they do? <laughs> oh, they eat. This is what they eat. All right. Well, well how do I get this? Apparently, Jewish people are obsessed with. 1960s soul and smoke too much pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. I've, I've I've sat at relatives of your house where we're like, I want to know how this goes down. You're like, if you really want to know, we can go to this person's house and we can sit and eat their food. Like 100, the answer is yes. Let's go. Yeah, and I love every second of it. And maybe some people like that, that is like the worst thing they can imagine. But yeah, like, right. If someone invites me to their house, like. Let's go. I want to see what people are eating. I want to see oh. what they're doing. I just come. I guess I'm just nosy when it comes to it. But <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's kind of what I'm digging at here. Ian is like sort of this overarching interest in people. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it is. It's like, uh, you know, I, I think that that North Carolina story is indicative of a lot of things that you're not giving yourself credit for. But I don't think you're going to give yourself credit for it. So that's just going to get boring. So I want to move. Yeah. Remember last time I had collected a, a large gaggle of people? Oh, yeah. A yeah. half dozen I got because people yeah, love you. You got a lot. Of, that was good material, people, I'm thinking. People love you so much. But the good thing about it is four of them being Brian Fallon, 
Yeah. Dan Paws Keener. Love him as well. David Haas. Yeah, love him. And Anthony Shushtak Mav. Love him. They all kind of asked like a similar question. Like Brian's was, what do you really feel? Uh, Marvin uh, hmm, maybe what the fuck is happening in that big head of his Uh, Dave Haas I would ask him what he thinks is the most effective tool he uses to remain positive and pause I think I'd ask him how he stays positive all the time or maybe why he hates Pantera so much so I do hate I know you fucking hate Pantera but but four six of the people kind of ask the same question which is like Obviously, you come off really positive to other people, uh, and that light helps people also be positive. So, yeah, what are the tools that you use, you know, on a a daily practice or an eternal practice that keeps you positive? I like to like. I don't know. Forrest Gump? I like, I like, I like Forrest Gump. We talked about, I don't know if we can touch on that this time, but <laughs> we took, that would have been our opening track probably of our, the greatest album <laughs> that was, ever. That was the greatest hit. Yeah. I'd, and what I said was probably just remains true, but that is how I like to live my life. Forrest Gump is a, is a hero of mine. <laughs> as stupid as it sounds. And I, that's how, not even just staying positive, just living life generally. That goes back to the, being thirsty thing where you Forrest Gump, he just lives his life, right? He's not trying to do his thing. He's not trying to be on a shit doing whatever, like Bubba Gump, whatever. It just happens to him and he rolls with it. Right. That's how I live my life. As a, as far as being positive, I would say I dislike people being upset. I don't like to see people upset. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like to upset people, really. I have no problem upsetting people if it's for a good reason. Sure. But I don't, I, I like to see people happy. I like to see people laughing. And I think it's easy. It's an easy, most of the time, it's an easy thing to do <clears throat> to find out what makes people happy. You know what I mean? Sure. Our friend Brian Fallon, you hand him, he, if he's having a rough day, you hand him an ice cold Coke. Yeah. The guy's having the best day ever. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you just gotta find those things. I feel like, and I, I enjoy finding those things. Mm. Like, but I don't know. This is kind of no one wants to hear about this, do they? Yes, yes, <laughs> they do. Well, I think the interesting thing you talk about is like, you know, in the Forrest Gump school of things. Because I remember you yeah. mentioning part of the thing that drew you to that is the idea that, like, like you said, he didn't. He didn't force himself to become a ping pong player, uh, exactly, a veteran, yeah. a runner, uh, you know, a lover eventually, like all these yeah. things. But he just went with it and rolled with it. And I mean, is it like uh, maybe abandoning that idea of control that gives you yeah. that that ease, like like the idea that you can't control it and you're just rolling along anyway? Is that kind of part of it? Yeah, I like to. I like to take care of the things that I know that I have control over. Right. And I don't really like to concern myself with things that I don't, you know what I mean? Things that would, I know are going to upset me, whether it's kids detained at a border or things or whatever, politics, all that stuff. When, when it comes down to it, you're like, did you vote? Yeah or no? Yeah, cool. (laughs) You did your, 
you did your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you make, did you, did you educate yourself about what was going on at the time or like, did you make the right decision? But going on about it and like upsetting other people and yourself being like, I love Trump. I hate Trump, blah, 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 whatever the thing is. It's just about the thing, the times when it comes into your life that you can control. It's important to take control of those things and do the right thing. Mm. And not, I'm not saying that I do do the right thing. I've done a lot of not right things. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. But you get older and you learn and hopefully you learn or whatever. But I definitely am at a point in my life where I just don't concern myself with things that like, that like, you know, like things halfway around the world. It's like this fucked up thing is happening. Now, do like, you have to, do you have to like, like physically uh, shield yourself from it and shut those things off? Or do you have yeah, you, like the ability to be exposed to it and still be able to let it roll off you like that? No, I can't. I can't. I like, like that's the whole thing with like a social media or something like that. Like there's definitely points like I'm an up and down kind of person, I guess like most people. Mm-hmm. And, and if I hit it at the right time, then it's cool. And if I had it at the wrong time, then it's not cool. You know right. what I mean? But I think it's, a, I think it's, a, I think a lot of things in life, you get older and you realize it's a choice. You can make a choice mm. in your life. Not everybody. I'm not talking about everybody. There's definitely other things at play. Course, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for like a regular, like fool, like myself, you can make decisions to be like, you can make decisions to wake up in the morning and be grateful about stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like genuinely, like everybody has a lot of things to be grateful for. You know what I mean? I know it's like cheesy, whatever. It sounds like a, sounds like a pillow and like, a, I know, like here, a I know. Or something. It's, it's troubling how much the really, really true things about life are the worst types of like <laughs> pillow cliches. Like you life know. is basically a fucking brunch shirt. You know, yeah, like, exactly. but but they're true a lot. You know what are you gonna it do? It is true. <laughs> it it really is true that like it like you can just be you're like grateful like there's a like health like you're just being healthy or like the little things that you take for granted when you're younger that when you get a bit older and you see things happen to other people and you're like I've got to really make a conscious effort to be especially you know me like I don't I have the worst memory in the world like I don't remember things <laughs> right. so I have to like. Every day, like, it's like Groundhog Day. I have to wake up and be like, wait a second. Like, I've got to be grateful for some stuff. Like, what is that? Or, like, and it works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not to say that I'm, like, a super happy person all the time. Or, like, 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 I definitely, like, I definitely need, like, vibe boosters or whatever the thing is. So but- is that an actual practice, like, you do in the morning? Like, you're really, like, wake up and sit there and kind of mull, yeah. mull over the, the good things you have and the things you should feel good yeah. about? Def, I def, a million percent. That's I, awesome. Honestly, like all through the day, I just sit there and I think about, especially if I'm like down or whatever, it's easy, especially these days, you know what I mean? Sure. To get down about stuff. You're like, oh, I'm just like, if, even the things like, oh, I'm stuck at home. And then you could be like, if you got, if you, you're thinking that way, you can, you can easily twist it and be like, it's cool that I'm home for this amount of time. Like, what am I going to, even if you're not being like, I feel like there's like a a thing. If you're like not being like, 
what's the word? I don't even know the best way to, to say it without sounding like a complete dick, but <laughs> like, like if you're not sitting at home, like, oh, I'm at home for this, for this year or whatever, I'm going to be at home creating and like learning to paint or whatever these things that I want to get done. Like it's enough just to be at home and be like, <laughs> right. Be grateful that you're sleeping in your own bed. Yeah. That you have a bed to sleep in. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That, that you're surrounded by people that you like or whatever, like, you know, I got money to pay rent. I got, you know, like simple things. Yeah. And then these days there's so much focus. That's why I feel bad for younger people that maybe don't have that, you know, like we're a little bit older, not to be like, we're old men now and this and the other, but like if I was 14, 15 right now, there's things people have to deal with that we just didn't have to deal with. Yeah. We had more time Fact. to work it out. You Fact. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm grateful that, that like, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, like 100%, but I'm grateful for the fact that I have, I had a little bit more time to work things out when I was younger. Right. And now I have a bit more time to, to be grateful for those things. You know what Hell I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, literally just, yeah, if if you strip it back, right? If you're just like, I just walked through the front door of a place I live and yeah. I have the mental capacity to even recognize it as such, like puts you above like 50% of the people in the world. Not like it's a competition, yeah. but like you yeah, said, but you can be grateful very for that. easy you... to conjure up gratefulness for sure. Yeah, um, big time, big time. <laughs> So one of the questions that we had came from Brad Clifford, young Brad Clifford. Love him. Love him. You know, and he wanted to know about local summer. And I got to be honest, I saw a post the other day. I don't know if you saw this on Instagram. Someone yeah. posted about the local summer record. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's aging like, like fine wine and cheese, Ian. <laughs> People love it. It's, it's excellent. So... Like, how did the initial idea, you know, I know you've talked a little about the creation of the album, coming up yeah. with the songs and going down the Pete's. Um, yeah. You know, like now that some years have passed, you know, has that album done everything you wanted it to do? And and the people want to know, well, what's next? Well, I didn't even, it's not even, that wasn't even supposed to be a record. But yeah, it was just a. But it, it is it's the same thing as the daily Wade of, <laughs> right. of seeing something through. I, I I like to see things through if I start them, even if it's stupid or whatever. But like, I was like, how can I get better at guitar or get better at learning about songs or whatever the thing? And I'm not. A pro- I don't like to practice. I don't like to sit there. I don't care about scales. I don't care about all these things. I don't care about. I honestly do not care about impressing people when it comes to anything like that. Like guitar to me is a, it's like a tool that I've used to, it's like the only thing I had <laughs> that could get me out of a life that I was born to be in. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I know very much what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, and I know there's a million people out there who like feel exactly the same way. You're just like, yeah. if it's not this, I, like I'm not going to be a professional footballer. I'm not going to be any of these things. I don't have the brain power to, to like do things that way. So if it's not this, then I'm probably going to be painting walls or whatever. And no, no disrespect to that whatsoever, because 
I would be doing that and I would happily be doing it. And I know people that do do that. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I was like, if I'm going to have a, a way out, this is the only way I'm getting anywhere. Yeah. And not just like in life. I just mean like physically <laughs> getting right. anywhere. Sure. And it's taken me a lot of places. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've been in those places with you, like, like a lot of them, but like, like, and I'm grateful for it. And I always look at guitar that way. Like, I sure. never, ever look at it like, I'm going to sit here and learn a mixolydian. For, I just don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care to hear music talked about in that way. Like, as soon as somebody's like, you hear a song and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a one, four, five progression and a fucking this. And there's a lot of people that, lo- you know, and it's probably a good thing that people know about music because they're good at it or whatever. For me personally, I just switch off as soon as that thing. I want to talk about music. I want to be like, let's make a song. And it fucking sounds like, just like, I can't even, if I said it, it would just sound so mental, but I know that I can. Yeah. But that being said, like, you know, you're at home and you're messing around with your guitar and you just, you know, stumble into something that's really great. Like, you know, it's great. It sounds great. Like you don't feel the instinct at all to be like, I should do something with this because it's great. Uh, well, no, honestly, like if you're talking about that record in particular, I was literally doing, I was writing a, a like concept record in my brain. Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Where I was just like, I have the whole concept out and I'm just going to write it. And mo- like, I can't sing at all. Like I really cannot sing. Not true. But go on. But but no, but I, I I worked out that most of the guitar players that I really respect can't really play guitar. If you're looking at from like from like like an academic yeah, kind like of traditional standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, he can't even do this, his technique is blah blah blah. Like I don't give a fuck. I want like, does he look cool with a guitar on? Does he? They're, they're the things that are way more important to me. You know what uh-huh. I mean? What kind of guitar has he got? Why is he playing that guitar? Yeah. And then most of the singers that I, I enjoy the most cannot sing. Like they just can't. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't. It's not important to me. It's never been important to me. Uh-huh. But it, but it somehow was a thing for myself when I was like, like I can't sing, so I just can't. Like I just can't do it. Do you know what I mean? And then. Like, honestly, like, Pete from the Souls was, was the one where he's like, I know you're doing something in there, whatever. I know you're cooking something up, Wade. And I was just like, nah, like, I'm just playing. And I was playing all day, every day at that point right. because I just had nothing to I don't even think I had a TV in yeah, the apartment yeah. where I was living. Uh-huh. It was like I had a bed, a bunch of guitars, like some Pop-Tarts, <laughs> some good snacks. And I would just sit there all day just playing guitars. It was just what I liked to do at the at the time, but... I like to do it all the time, but some th- I can go months without even touching the guitar, like no problem. Wow. That's the thing. Interesting. Like it, it doesn't, it really doesn't bother me. And then when I feel the urge to do it, then I've got to do it. That's the only thing. So, but, so what do we got to do? To, I mean, listen, the people are on the edge of their seat, Ian. No, for, there's, there's probably six people LA, in the whole world. Listen, at least 18 people yeah. and they're really excited. And I'm one of them. Yeah, because the record is great and it ages great. And if you're listening to this interview, I would like you to start harassing Ian 
on our beloved social media that we've been talking about. This so whole I won't time. see. Which you won't see. Yeah. Send the guy a fucking smoke signal. No social media up in Canada. We're going to have to throw fish at you to even... Un- Maybe I'll get back into it. Maybe I'll do a te- I'll test myself and I'll get back into it and I'll just see... I'll do a social... What would, What's the word? I'll just like do it for a week and just see what happens. Yeah, I love it. Because I'm not saying... I'll, I have many cool things happen to me with social media, but I just feel like it's gone in a way that I just can't, I, I just can't it. handle it. It's too much to handle. Listen, I got off like two straight calls about a month ago with people telling me that I should be more active on social media. I should have TikTok that I should yeah. post every day on it. Um, have you ever seen a TikTok though? No, I don't have it. I mean, I, well, I've seen TikToks like on Instagram, but it's funny. You know? It's funny. Well, like, I was like, that, I was like, I don't. But the same as you, I'm like, I don't see. Like, I can't take a video of me like making toast in the yeah. morning and then, you know, telling somebody like, "Oh, I'm bringing my toast out to the patio," and this is like my yeah. daily affirmation for you or something. Like, I'm not gonna do that. So, yeah. so I'm like, what's the option for someone like me? The only thing I could think of, and I bring this up because maybe you could do it too. I was thinking about doing it in character. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like I had a character until, you know, Jonah and I, you know, who used to do this program. Yeah, yeah. We had some characters going for a while. We were doing these anchor radio stations. I had an Uncle Morty who's kind oh, of like a, a skit. Yeah, he was sort of like, yeah, very... Uh, you know, conservative Florida Jew, not very happy with many people at all. I'm Uncle Morty, you know, and I was thinking like, all right, if I'm going to do a TikTok, maybe I'll just do like an Uncle Morty TikTok. And that way, like, I can actually be on this thing enjoying myself without pulling any punches. Uh, but, but it, the only way I maybe can do it is in character. Maybe you could do that too. I don't know. You got any characters up your sleeve? I've never seen you be anyone but you. <laughs> I don't do an accent very good. I don't even do my own accent very good. I have to fucking think about every word I'm saying. I'm like, am I just hearing the words? So, Does anyone even fucking know what I'm talking so about? So moral of the story is don't hold your breath on local summer too. Nah, I'll tell you this much. The whole thing is written. I, Wait, I just what? Do what is it. that bombshell? Okay. Yeah, I got. I just got to do it, and I, I was trying to do it myself. So, how many songs we have? Like an out a, a whole record of yeah, a whole. So it's the whole thing is pretty much done. Ian, but don't you know what I am? This is like my <laughs> whole job in life <laughs> is bringing people like you from mythical batches of 12 songs to albums it's what i do baby it's like the I only know. thing i do that's why I, but that's why i called you the first time because you, you're the guy and people don't even know that 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 when you did that you didn't even you hadn't even heard the songs you just heard what had been recorded but there was no singing or anything no. and you just knew what to do that's a, that that's a skill well but, yeah i mean playing playing the drum tracks once the tracks were already done was fairly yeah. challenging. I will say that. Yeah. That was fairly challenging. No, you killed it. But I think I got, because of my whole plan, I got this spot. I'm literally in space right now. Yeah. All my stuff is set up. I got pedals everywhere. There's guitars all over the place, amps, the whole deal. 
I've got pool lights. The whole vibe is here. <laughs> and then do it like it's just like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know. You set the bar high, you know what I mean? And if you were with Pete or someone like that, it, it, it he makes it look easy to do mm, what he does. Or there's definitely people, you know, like a Ted or someone like that, we watch them and I've sat on the couch and paid attention to so many people recording so many things, watching people do it, doing the whole thing. I'm like, I can do that. Like I can, I feel like I can do this. And then you do it and you're just like, Oh no. And it, and it, maybe it's, a, maybe it's like a, it's like, like a mental roadblock to have seen so many people that are so good at what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it where you're like, I'm in this room. I'm doing this. And then you're like, nah, I'm just in a room. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you've been lucky enough to be in the room while it's happening. But yeah, I don't know. I really thought that I could take it on. And I, I really thought it was something that I could do, but then it just is not enjoyable for me to like, I like make, making demos and things like that. Yeah, right. But making that jump from a demo up to something that is, that I would like to hear. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And and with the first one, the pro, the whole thing, the enjoyment for me was seeing it through. Honestly, not even like how it sounds, anything. Just seeing through the whole thing, right? Making sure every second was real, and that there was like that. There's I tried to do it where I made every second mean something to somebody. Mm. So like like if whoever is listening to that, there's meant to hear it will know 100,000% when they hear the thing, they'll be like, I know what he's talking about. Hmm. And maybe not everybody, and maybe that doesn't resonate with people or whatever, but it, it was cool to me that even the artwork, there's all these things hidden through the artwork where people would see it and be like, oh, that's cool. Or maybe they don't think it's cool. I think it's cool. But, <laughs> Do you- but the second one is already done. It should have been done, honestly, done and dusted, but... I got to find a place. Is moving city. If I was still in New Jersey, one hundred percent, it would be done now because I would be sitting with Pete doing it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like but, it sounds like if if uh, the COVID never happened, maybe the record would be a little further along. You'd be able to travel around. So, I mean, about ten minutes ago, this was presented as a total lost cause. Now I'm way yeah. more optimistic. So yeah. So this is good and. I hope the people listening, we got to pressure. We got to pressure Ian here. Or no, actually, don't back they up. Wanna listen actually, to... never mind. Back up. If you pressure Ian, it'll take even longer. Yeah. So let's... You know I don't. Yeah. I'm stubborn. Give the boys space. I don't, I don't really do well with pressure. Ian, do you just like... remember when we saved Reading Festival? Saved Reading Festival? <laughs> I just watched the video the other day of us... You know, I think it was the last time Gaslight played like main stage writing festival, big show, you know, big deal. And we tried to play that Have Mercy song first. And and remember that I know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's one of the funniest things, because if anybody watches the video of us playing Have Mercy, there is something going on on that stage that only me and you know, and you can see it on the video. Because yeah. the songs, or maybe right, maybe you it, only you and I cared about. But <laughs> I don't know. I never watched. I never. I've never watched anything. I don't watch anything. Anything that we've done together, I've never watched it. Well, I'll tell you. Well, that that's a good one to watch because 
I'll probably have a panic attack after, or something. No, after about 40 seconds in, once we save it, which we do, we yeah. you can watch you and I kind of give a little like, woo, like to each <laughs> other. Like basically, <laughs> yo, that was close <laughs> to basically bombing main stage headline, you know, Reading Festival within the first, first second. 45 seconds. <laughs> Literally, it could I'll, it could have been like a like a stop and restart situation. That's how bad the timing no, was off. Like I like that I like that thing though where you just cannot there's no other option. You know oh, when, yeah, when this thing right. you just like you this thing has to get done. Not just that, but just in life in general, like we have this much time and this has to get done. Yeah. Even though I just said I don't like pressure, I really, if I don't have that, I'm not doing anything. Like I need to know. Yeah. One week from now, this has to be done. I'm like, cool. I'll probably leave it a couple of days, but this is going to get, we're going to smash this out. Like, oh. and I feel like that's one of those days where you're just like, we cannot mess no. this up right now. Survivor died. And no one else, I don't know if even anybody else even knew what was going on, but. Me and you knew, but... I don't think anyone else knew what was going on. And the other funny thing about the video is every time it pans over, it's your dad in the, the like... <laughs> he's in the side stage rafters in, like, a giant salmon shirt, like a salmon polo yeah. shirt, just, like, yeah. really grooving, like, eyes yeah. closed, grooving. Like, it's really... He didn't give a fuck. Nah, he was living he his was best in life. It. He was in it. Um, How do you get? What age do you get to where you're gonna pull out the the salmon shirt? <laughs> I haven't. I'm like, I gotta wear black all day. <laughs> Everything is black because I'm just a, such a giant human being that like I'm I'm afraid at this age to wear anything that's even a little bit flamboyant. But I gotta be. It's not the flamboyance of the salmon shirt. It's the yeah. In the states, it's more of like the uh, country club look right. so oh yeah i don't know like how subversive i would have to make the rest of my look to make like <laughs> the salmon polo shirt feel okay like i'd have yeah. to be totally charged up in like you know disrupt t-shirts and or like hats and ripped up jeans and bullet belts and stuff to feel okay yeah. in the salmon shirt. Green, maybe a green mohawk yeah. in the salmon shirt would like, work. That's the only way. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one just to see. I, just, I think maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much turned into my dad on every other aspect of my life. Just go full so there's in. only a matter of time yeah. where I'm like, I will never fucking do this. I said that so many times. I'll never do we'll that. We'll redo this interview like in two years. You're going to be drinking a scotch in a salmon colored polo shirt grooving to someone Just else's grooving, yeah watching someone completely fuck something up and have no idea you know my dad had no he was loving life oh no him. dude he was like eyes closed grooving no clue yeah um, and me and you were not i was no very yeah. afraid so any yeah, yeah so check the youtube it's it's pretty obvious when you see it but speaking of pressure and <laughs> you know but you talk about needing to know uh, you know, like in advance and stuff like that. What about yeah. that time you had to get Bruce Springsteen's guitar ready in like 14 pressure. seconds? That was pressure. You pulled that off. That was Wait, pressure. can you we quickly did. tell that story about like, wasn't it like the B guitar that you didn't even want to use? No, Brian had got a new guitar and he showed up with it. And he, so he had his guitar, but that was at a time when you like, 
like and when I first met you guys, you didn't really have like now when I think about gaslight, I think gear, like there's gear so, <laughs> so much, much gear. gear. Yeah. So many guitar like I'm literally sat in it right now, just uh, everywhere I look, there's a guitar. <laughs> when I first met you guys, everybody had one thing. Yeah. Like there was one bass, one guitar, mm-hmm. everyone had one amp, and everything just had to work. Like right. oh and, yeah, and no that was backups. a time. Yeah, of course. There was no backups, like nothing. Like it was like right. like this is what we got, and it just has to work. And at, also at a time where little Alex was like hell bent on destroying whatever he <laughs> That's had. That's right. He didn't have anything, but he wanted to destroy. Yes, it. happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. So Brian was like, "Oh, I got this guitar, this other guitar." He was super pumped about it. Real nice. For, and like, first Gibson. show was Glastonbury with that guitar. Yeah, okay. I think he, he showed up with it. I think maybe Gibson dropped it off. So I forget that it's the the details of it. But he really wanted to play it. He he's that kind of character where like yeah, if it's me, I like to sit on things. Like <laughs> if I get a new t shirt, I like to leave it in the wrapper for like a couple of months. Not Brian. No, nah, Brian's yeah. like he wants the thing yesterday, and he wants to use it two days <laughs> yeah. ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. That's his, and that's like. I feel like that's why we're, we're such good friends is because our vibes do not clash. There's no clash. Like, I'm laid back. He's driven. You know that's what I mean? true. And I feel like it's a yin and yang yeah. situation. Uh-huh. But, so he gets this guitar. He he wants to play it, like, at a festival. And, like, you know, like, a lot of people weren't really, like, festivals, you don't really get a sound check. Yeah. It's like a nightmare of, on a technical side. It's an absolute nightmare. Right. You're in a field full of mud. There's power issues. There's always like sound issues. Like it's just not, it's just not set up for success yeah. on any level. It's true. Other than being in the crowd and just having a great time is, is, is like the place to be. But I don't really enjoy a festival. I don't really enjoy just, just purely from that, where you're thinking like something is going to go hundred percent. Something's going to go wrong yeah. at any time. Uh-huh. So he'd give me this guitar and he's like, I want to play this guitar today. I'm like, mate, <laughs> you should probably just chill. Like use what we know works. You know what I mean? And then have a sound check with this thing. We'll work it out. Like set it up how you like it, whatever the thing. He's like, ah, oh, and he was not happy to not be playing this thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll switch it out like later in the set and just play a couple of songs or do the thing or whatever. And it was also different to the, kind of guitar that he was playing so it was different sound different you know volume all things like that right then we get the thing springsteen where he was we knew he was there but we we didn't think he was gonna like no. stop by it you know what i mean no. and i didn't even know i found out late because i was you guys were somewhere else i guess doing photos or something i don't know so i was setting up the stage doing all that business and and just me really like like there's no it was like you guys and me. Yeah, yeah, like, no crew, yeah. Get it done. Uh-huh. Yeah, like nothing really good. Like, it's my like, cool. And then Springsteen's going to play a song. No, like Springsteen's going to be here. I think that's what who I heard Who told first. you? Do you remember who told you? I don't, I honestly do not, I don't remember much. Yeah. Somehow it comes to me, Springsteen's, Springsteen is going to be there or something or like, it was like, what? it was like that kind of vibe, like, make sure there's a spot for him where he can be, where you can see the show or whatever. Right. Like that's yeah. like, that's not that crazy yeah. of a thing. You know what yeah. I mean? That would happen all the time. Yeah. Or like, 
if somebody with cool was coming, just make sure, you know, like they can see or, or, or like if it's someone's family or anything like that, cool. Then it was like, Springsteen's going to come on stage and play a song. I was like, great, like nice one. We're at his festival. Like <laughs> yeah, right. his boys are going to roll in. Like that's probably how it, <laughs> yeah, how it right. works. Yeah, yeah. He's got like all his gear, everything, all his boys, all that. And then I think it, I can't remember because it happened a couple of days in a row. So I kind of get confused with the exact details of what happened when. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember if it was that the Kevin, his guitar tech, we we met with him. And I'm not sure if it was that day or the day. I think actually it was, the, thinking about it, I think that was the, the following day because it was like a hard rock call in and then Glastonbury. Oh, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was Glastonbury and then Hard Rock Call. Yeah, yeah, that way. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was headlining both the things. Gaslight was playing on both the shows. So I think the first day, I think it was just like, he's coming, he, he needs a guitar and an, and an amp. And I think we'd rented all the back line. Right. So we didn't have a clue about what was going on with that. You guys had the guitars and whatever. And then, uh, and then we had this one backup guitar that no one had ever played. Oh, like, no. literally, no one had ever touched it. It was like, I think it still had plastic on oh, it and all this. No. So he's like, they're like, yeah, he he just wants to play whatever. So I'm like, and honestly, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I've never really listened to Springsteen. <laughs> like, like, I know the hits and I know some of the records now, but at that time, I just really didn't have, like, I know he had that song on Philadelphia soundtrack that was really cool <laughs> and, like... You know what I mean? Yes. But when you're talking guitar tones, like if you're like Noel Gallagher's coming, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I know what right. he likes. So you did, he you likes didn't a know how to dial him in. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm like, this guy's like 60 years old or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know he plays the guitar. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I know he's like a giant superstar of a human <laughs> being and whatever. But like, this is not my people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I so I'm like, great. This guy is going to show up. And I knew what a big deal it was to you boys. Like, right, obviously, course, do you know yeah. what I mean? But like, I've got a hand the sky guitar <laughs> that has never been played before. <laughs> Plug it into an amp that have no idea what the, what is going don't on. Even know, yeah. No sound check. Yeah. I don't even know if it works to be honest, <laughs> if I'm like really honest. And like, oh my God, it was great. And to top it all off, that like well I t- like like he ends up showing up on the wrong side of the stage <laughs> that I was told he was going to show up on and we ended up just like getting it going or whatever and like plugged it in he plays the guitar great everything's great and he's like he wanted all I remember he wanted it cranked he wanted that thing so loud that was probably the loudest guitar amp I've ever heard on any stage what number honestly. was it on do you remember I don't know what number it was on because I wasn't looking, but I was sat behind it and he, I gave him the guitar. It was cool. It was pumped, plugged it in and he just kept shouting more gain, more volume (laughs) over and over. And so I just turned everything up on the amp. Was he just shouting in the air or was he shouting specifically to you? No, he was like shouting to me. I was like, I was like, I got an amp out there. I was like, I don't know how you want it. Kind of like, you know, and if it's someone like Brian, like, We've def- we've had festivals where like no sound check, we've just flown in and like someone like Brian, you can get an AC thirty and you know I could go out there and line check and I know that it's a starting point of somewhere where he would be. Yeah, happy. Be, you know yeah, what I mean? Close. Yeah. Yeah, like you know he wants it 
a certain way or like a certain thing, how kind of loud he wants it. And e- even now, like I haven't done it for so long. If, if Brian was like, I'm showing up to this thing, can you go there like half an hour before me and just sit with an app? I'm pretty confident that I could get it somewhere where he wouldn't be that far away from maybe a few tweaks or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? From where he wanted it to be. But Springsteen, I'm like, I could, the amps there is kind of just set up how I would think Bruce Springsteen would want <laughs> his guitar sounding. Which you have no idea. No clue. <laughs> Even still to this day, honestly, like I don't know. I've seen him play. I don't really know. Like, like I know he, I, I've watched him like run down a stairs and smack the head of his like vintage telecast on every single step and like throw it in the air and get a sponge and pour water all over it. I couldn't tell you what... I don't know. I just couldn't tell you what makes that guy tick. I got. I don't know. So but, wait. So how did it pan out? So he's yelling more volume, more gain, and you're just yeah. what, you're just cranking it and then letting I'm just it cranking. fly. And, yeah, and then so I just. When did you know I it just, was okay? When I cranked everything, <laughs> I just cranked everything. <laughs> like straight like, back to the future style, just ran the dials. No, it was like it was like a. Uh, Star Trek, you know, when it's just like, I've given it all. Just like, it was like that, yeah. where I just like, I was like, please, I cannot, like, I can't, this can't, like, this has to work. You know what I mean? This cannot, this guy cannot not be happy right now. This is Bruce Springsteen, even I know this. So I just cranked everything from behind the thing. And then he just was like, yeah. Like, as soon as it was as loud as it could possibly be, which is mental loud. And I, I don't know. I don't even know. I know how loud it was where I was sat. It was loud. But I don't, you'd have to ask Brian or someone like that on the stage, like how loud it was. I mean, I remember it, him being significantly louder than Brian. Cause, yeah. cause you know, I, you know, if you go back to the, us doing that song, you know, um, the bridge gets extended and that, that wasn't like, us talking about we're not like hey boss boss is coming out make sure that bridge gets stretched out an extra 16 bars you know like that is not what happened it's just no one started changing i heard no cue that anyone was moving into the next bit of the part so i just kept going i was like i'm not getting off this part until i have some indication that anyone else is coming with me you know yeah (laughs) And I guess that's why the boss is the boss that like, he has that power. Yeah. yeah. You've never played with him before. And he's like, nah, we're not changing. We're not changing. And I don't, I don't know how that works. That's true. That's like magic. He never looked at me and I knew to keep that bridge going. That's weird. Yeah, You better believe because he's that guy. (laughs) He's done it for his whole life. I mean, you you go and watch the show. I mean, there's, there's not many people more impressive than him live. Do you know what I mean? That's and I really, fact, yeah. I'm really like, like, he's like, oh, we're going to watch Springsteen. I'll be like, oh, all right. There's, there's <laughs> nice people there, whatever thing. And as soon as he starts playing, you're like, this is the best band I've ever seen in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, yeah. And there's no one on earth that can do no it. No one can deny guy. it. Yeah. No one like, you can't, yeah, even you can't two guys it. like you and I, who would probably prefer to be at like a Fugazi show or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like this old guy, what's he got? And yeah, then you're you like, start oh seeing God, it, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. At least re- I know why you're the rips. biggest rock star in the world. Yeah, for rightfully, so, rightfully like, so. But at the time, I didn't really, I was like, 
these boys are p- super pumped. Like, <laughs> I just got to make sure everything is cool. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then the next day, I was like, oh, God, I just got to get through today. And then, well, I should say, there's one funny thing I should say is that that day I'd run out of, I had no clean laundry on that tour. <laughs> and and you know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? That I was given a T-shirt, a Faith No More T-shirt. I was super, I was like, Faith No More, amazing. And that was the day, was it not, that I wore the Faith No More T-shirt with the gold chain around my neck? Oh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. The one day where I'm like, this, I'm like, this is a whatever show. I'm just get this done. Get the boys on stage. They'll kill it. We'll be in catering. Not even think about it. We'll watch Springsteen later. Cool. Yeah. And I'm wearing, I'm almost certain that is the day that that Heather Ryan gave me the Faith No More t-shirt that is looks like I'm wearing a giant gold chain right <laughs> and and with like a medallion and the medallion is the faith no more logo oh my god so i'm like oh my god the next day i'm not wearing that i'm back to this plain black t-shirt and little no steven's blame. like ah faith no more huh oh well we we watch show everyone's pumped the next day we meet kevin as guitar tech right. who like we would meet all the way through i'm like oh well that that show was on a different stage to to the main stage at Springsteen was playing that like the giant main stage. Gaslight's on the smaller like like whatever stage wherever it was. The tent. The next day, yeah, yeah, we're on his stage. Mm-hmm. There's only one stage. Yeah. All his gears there. So I'm like, all I got to do is get through today. If he does it tomorrow, I'm 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 like everything's cool. I can just chill because his guy will be there. He'll give him like. $100,000 Telecaster or whatever, and he's going to be happy. Right. And Kevin comes over and he's like, oh, we set up the boss's stage, everything. He's like, I'm going off now. We, we've been up since five o'clock in the morning. We're going to go have a sleep. He's like, the boss loved whatever you did for him yesterday. He loved it. <laughs> he's like, you just do what you did for him yesterday, today. But I find out first thing in the morning. So before I had like half an hour to get it ready and just, go and just make it happen. Now I've got all day to think about it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, do I just crank this amp again? Yeah. And he comes on and it's just, I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a scene, but we made it happen. We made it out. We did the thing. He, he ripped up that guitar though. I'll tell you that no one had played it. And he plays these giant like picks. Uh-huh. They're like, they're like, giant triangle picks with like super sharp point on it. And he ripped into that guitar. Like, like there were marks all over the thing. I don't even know how he got marks where he got marks on this guitar from, from hitting it so hard. Yeah. I remember like the, the pick guard looked like a Jackson Pollock, like by the end. Yeah. 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 Cause he was just ripping on it the whole time. So it was a good test for that guitar, but very powerful human. Powerfully. Do you remember I, what yeah. kind of amp it was? It was an AC30. Oh, shit. Like, just a straight-up AC30, which is like, now we know that if you just have a Les Paul Jr. and an AC30 and you just crank it, the <laughs> boss is happy. Like, <laughs> I want to see your, like, rig rundown for this. It would be the funniest shit. <laughs> oh, good. That was it. It yeah, was literally just... that, though. It wasn't even a tune. There was not even a tuner, like... It was just like the guitar banged straight into this amp, cranked, 
Like, I love it. And anybody that plays the guitar knows how loud that, that is loud. Yeah. Like, no yeah. one's doing that. Not on a stage anyway. I don't know. Well, it worked out. Uh, it worked because we had to make it work. That's the thing. I like that. I like that vibe. You've got no other... There's no other choice. You know what I mean? We couldn't accept failure. No, there was no... Can you even imagine <laughs> yeah. failing that? There's yeah, being no, like, listen, just Bruce, worked. sorry, uh... We didn't get it set up not in today. time, not today. The guys in the band, they don't ever want to buy houses. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so say tomorrow, you don't know it, but yeah. Angela buys a a big, a $20 Canadian lotto ticket. You have lottery in Canada, right? Or are you yeah. guys too good for it? We, play, we, play, okay. we don't play the lottery, but we like scratch cards. Okay. So say tomorrow, Angela's like, I I threw in a lottery ticket with a bunch of my colleagues and blah, blah, blah. Here comes, oh, shit, we won $6 million. Yeah. What is your perfect situation? Like nothing, uh, you know, you have no responsibility to anything anymore. You're fine with money. Uh, Like what do you do? What's your perfect scenario in that in that uh respect i don't i don't i i just honestly don't know because money you know me i'm not really a big money guy <laughs> i like i like i like just knowing that i have some money you know what right. i mean that's a nice feeling to me but like i gotta do something that's one thing over covid that i really i thought i'd be cool just doing nothing right and like until I like really had to do nothing. Even when I do nothing, I'm always doing something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like really doing nothing is not good for my brain. Right. I'll tell you right, that much. Right. So I think I, I don't know how many you said a six million dollars. I don't know. I would buy a fucking cool car. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> would you go the Steve I'd McQueen the cool, green? I would have fucking the coolest car you ever saw. I'd be like. It, who's got the coolest car? Ian, 100%. <laughs> would you buy Pops the car? I would definitely would. That Dad would have to get some gifts. Do you think... Because he's looked after me. He's looked after, he's my, That's my guy. Do you, you know think I mean? your parents would want to stay in the cottage or they'd want to get out? I don't know. They One thing about my parents is that they know what they're doing and no one's telling them nothing about nothing. <laughs> if I was like, I bought you a house here, they'd be like... We have envisioned ourselves being in this cottage. You know, my mom, she loves the house where they live. It's a great. That's her thing. So I don't know. I could maybe, I would ask them if, if that was <laughs> yeah. something they want to do, but nobody's telling them nothing, yeah. which I, I like. I respect, respect that. Respect. But definitely, yeah. They're actually, they're, they're tough people. My dad in, in general is a really tough person. And, and that's something that if you want to wrap up with something like that, he is, he is, might be one of the hardest people to buy a gift for oh. because he really has simple needs. Like, yeah. like he likes to watch football. He likes to drink a glass of whiskey. He likes, he likes, and not even fancy. He just likes it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He doesn't really care for fancy stuff. He likes a glass of wine. He likes to know his family's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And to buy a gift for someone like that, which is like, he has like he's not golfing. He doesn't care about stuff like that. And I feel like that has like rubbed off on me. Like I really don't care about stuff. I like 
having stuff. I'm a hoarder, you know that. Like, I like to have stuff, but like, like when it comes, when it boils down to it, like what your most basic, I think COVID as well has shown those things. Like, what do you really need? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The football's on. I'm watching the football. Cool. They won a loss. Like, great. Like, I got some food. I got some nicer food. Do you know what I mean? That's great. But like, what do you? What are you gonna spend? What would you spend it on? What would I spend it on? Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me, you know, I always envisioned like I grew up with money problems. So anytime I think about getting money, it's to just not have to care about money anymore. Yeah, you know, like just great. that simple fact. But I can say from personal experience that the amount of money I thought I would need to not care about money greatly changed, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, especially when I decided to uh, have sex with another human being and procreate. Um, So I thought you were going to say, and pay for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that gets real expensive. Listen, Ian, once I became addicted to sex work, it all changed, my friend. We haven't seen each other in a while. Oh, <laughs> But that's the thing where you get, like, honestly, like, if I had, like, I'd probably buy a nicer stereo than the one I have. But then you're just like, how nice can, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, 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 I'll buy. I like to think, like, how could we buy freedom? You know, like I always thought like, oh, okay, if I really want to yeah. help out my friends, I'm not going to each give them a thousand dollars. I'll buy a strip mall with 25 stores in it. And I'll give each of my friends with a unique set of skills, a store. So, so now they have their own thing, but I help, you know, get it to them or something like that. Like, Maybe that's the way to do it. I don't. Or know. you could just disappear into the wilderness, yes. never to be seen Go again. On. Be like, remember Benny? He was so fucking cool. Great hair. I don't even know what happened to him. Like he got fucking six million dollars and he just fucking bailed. He like left everything. Took the crew. Took his family. Took the dog. And it just, I think he lives somewhere Listen, in the woods. As long as the eulogy for me. The second sentiment can be great hair. It's it's yeah. all been a success. You have great. Anybody can say what they want about you, but <laughs> when it comes to hair, apart from the one time you shaved your head and I didn't oh. know that you were driving the van, I was like, who the fuck is this That's guy driving the van? That wasn't for you. You 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 don't do that. Again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that wasn't that. That wasn't you. weren't born to do that. No, bad what, move. You have the mustache and the hair. You can't. How's it still thick, strong? Oh yeah, it's doing okay. It's just getting salt and pepper. That's fine. That's but, you got. You, know. you can. You want that? You want? Hey, that. I earned these grays. I've seen a lot of shit. You exactly. Know? What are we gonna do with six million dollars though? We got help. Some. We can't just roll. We can't just no. We can't just move to the middle of nowhere no, and not help anybody. No, no. That I'm thinking about ways. Ways to help people. We'll figure it out. Let's talk about it. Finish this is that like, local summer record. <laughs> yeah, but I don't need six. If I spent $6 million on that, it'd be Finish still the be local shit. summer record at Rick Rubin's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch that? You watched the documentary with him? I saw part of it, yeah. Oh, I want to hang out with I him. Know. I, I, like, I, know, I know some people are just like, you read things about him and you're like, they're like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is the guy. Dude, I honestly... If I can ever get to a point in my life that I 
seem as calm as him while wearing white linens. I mean, that's yeah. a success. That's success right there. I don't know about the gear. You got the hair. <laughs> The white, I don't know, maybe a salmon pink. I could do it in salmon pink. Salmon linens. I love it. I feel like sitting in, he bought the house with the vibes. He's got the little spot in the back garden where he just sits and smokes weed and like doesn't do anything. Just like do less, do less, do less. Yeah. He's got the ocean there. He's got people popping by. And then he's just like. like Get into that. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to produce. Let me choose. The six greatest artists in the world once, you know, every five years. And then right. I'll, I'll... But he's had that. He's had that life. He's had that Forrest Gump life where he's mm-hmm. just rolled with what he has, with the people that, you know, like the people that surround him. He hasn't really like searched it out. He's just gone like, Beastie Boys are cool. Like, this is cool. We'll do it like wrestling. That's great. Slayer, they're cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that's just what, what what he had at his not at his disposal, but you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I like it. I like a Rick Rubin. I love that whole the whole vibe. So. And just setting people up to do their thing. Like instead of just getting in the way. Maybe people want that though. I don't know. What do people want? Oh, who knows? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> what they don't want is two and a half hour long podcast. <laughs> they don't, they already switched off. Yeah. We can say it if we want right now. They're like, what the fuck? You know. I can't even understand one word what this guy says. Brad's laughing right I'm now because he's off. like, <laughs> no one's going to hear any of this. <laughs> I can hear it already. We didn't talk about, we didn't talk about Clot Pills. So no. we, ah! we said it. No! no, you can say it. You can say it, but we just haven't revealed just, any of the secrets. Right. Don't say it three times. Yeah, that's too close. Yeah. Too close already. All right, Ian, we're going to go now. All right, let's go. Phew. Rugged Undar. Am I awake? I am awake. Okay. You are awake. Do you know what movie that's from? No. Rugged Undar. I do not know that. All right. Well, I, that's, that's a trick. If anyone listens to this outro, Let hit me know. up and tell me what, that mo- that, what that's from. Yeah, tell me what it is because I don't know. No, I'm not going to tell you. That'll, that'll, that'll ruin it. No, I'm, uh, telling, wait. I'm telling the audience to tell me. Let me add something to that Bruce Springsteen story. Mm-hmm. There's more from my end. So Ian talked about how I used to like sometimes shave my head pretty poorly. Oh, I already looked up the pictures. I saw that you were shaved in that. Yeah, you see how much of a disaster I look like in those photos? <laughs> so as you know with Ian mentioned it in the story, like we didn't know Bruce Springsteen was coming on stage with us at all. Like we had no indication. We knew, we knew he was headlining Glastonbury. We were playing some tent, you know, early in the day. So I, I honestly had assumed he doesn't even show up to the festival till like eight hours after that. Uh, And then, you know, we were opening his big festival the next day, but I had no indication if we'd meet him, if we would hang out, if I, we really truly had no idea. So, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe 45 minutes before our show, we had gotten word that like, oh, he wants to come back and say hi to you guys and stuff. And we're like, oh, cool. You know, that's great. Sure. Tell him to come back. And somehow I'm on stage, I think, tinkering with my, I didn't have a tech, you know, so tinkering on my drums i think the same time ian found out that he was coming on and we're both like oh okay 
I guess Bruce Springsteen's coming on. But the thing that I had done that made me look like such a mess was that morning I had shaved my head <laughs> with a beard trimmer. Ooh. I, yeah, that's all I had. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a hot day. My hair was already pretty short, so I figured I could get away with it. But of course, you shave your head with a beard trimmer. It's going to be spotty. Yeah. The size isn't right. Like it, it wasn't like I hooked up my fade. Like I looked like a fucking disaster. And then on top of that, you know, I was in England. We were doing the festivals. I didn't know a lot of people then. I'd been looking for a little weed. And, I, you know, I asked some of these stagehands. I remember I saw one stagehand, you know, looked like he's got like leather vest and a ponytail. I'm like, oh, this guy knows. So I asked this guy and he's like, sure, sure. I'll help you out. Figuring this guy will go find me something. And, uh, you know, maybe 30 minutes before the show, he comes back. He's like, oh, I got something for you. I'm like, oh, great. So I walk behind the stage with him, you know, preparing to do a uh, a transaction. Like, like here's 20 pounds for some <laughs> tiny little tinfoil thing of like awful weed, you know, as, as he usually went. And instead, he actually hands me a bowl with that awful weed inside of it. <laughs> and so he just wanted to smoke. He didn't want to sell right. me anything. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, okay. I'm like, I guess I'll have one. It's been a few days. So... That's the reason I'm such a sweaty, <laughs> paranoid looking mess when that's all happening. I'm just like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Bruce Springsteen's on stage. Try to have fun. I actually do think it worked to my advantage, though, in the long run because, yeah, yeah I do. I do. I think it added the same way Ian was talking about it. It was like, it added to the kind of spontaneity of the moment, you know, where like, Right. I I didn't even I couldn't even potentially think about anything, and right. that might have been good, you know. Uh, and whatever it worked, it was fun as fuck, and we played it right, and you know, it ended up being what it was. But yeah, that was my end of that story. Wacky day. Let's say things have uh, things have changed quite a bit, you know. Glory days. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, so we're like three and a half hours into this. So <laughs> if you're still with us, you're probably one of our beloved patrons. We love yeah. you. If not, we still love you because it's quite a it's quite a commitment. But God um, shed His grace you. on you. Yeah, and we'll uh, hopefully see you next week. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, Ian is at Perkins twenty eight on Twitter and Instagram. Right. Go harass him. Bye. Bye.